Obscenity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh my god! Every Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Two big pieces of news. One, Ukraine apocalypse is upon us. Can you feel the tension? Can you feel the, oh, yes. the heat? Um, I'm sure we may get into this more on Sunday because maybe my hand will finally be forced to care enough to talk about this if it continues to escalate. But CBS News had some fantastic reporting. I don't want to be. I never want to be too tinfoily. But these days, how can you not be uh, reporting from CBS News as though this is the intent of the entire thing? The U.S. economy has been hit with increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues due to the Ukraine crisis. Oh, really? How? How is that even? (laughs) So when you, uh, you know, when you go to buy your groceries and it's 10% higher than it used to be, or when you go to fill up your car and it's, you know, uh, maybe maybe close to double what it was a couple years ago. It's Putin. It's that meddling Putin. If only he hadn't done this. Wow, they really don't have shit if they're still doing this Russia thing. I guess so. But uh, that's what we're all supposed to think, apparently. Uh, Also, just breaking within the last couple hours, uh, Justin Trudeau has revoked emergency powers after the Canada blockades have ended. So is this the rare instance of a uh, a, a, a tyrant or tyrant light uh, giving the powers back after taking them, or some people speculate. I, I don't know exactly what the circumstances are, but I know that there was a significant lawsuit set to hit federal court, I think, today. And so maybe you just pull the move where you undermine those pending lawsuits because they're now moot. Yeah. Oh, you can't sue me because I did this for a week, and then in the time it took you to draft the lawsuit to actually try to sue me, well, <laughs> I'm done now, so you can't sue me anymore. No harm, no foul. That's really convenient. Anyway, those are the uh, big uh, couple pieces of news right now. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, all that, plus uh, whatever else the callers want to talk about. You guys know oh, how the call and also, sorry, uh, guys, I um, I am expecting a call back from my kid's pediatrician, and they like to call me after hours. So if they call, I call back like the middle of the day. But if they call me, I will have to take that call. I'm sorry. We will uh, we will figure out how to navigate that should it arise. Uh, You guys know how the call-in show works. Most of you, at least if you are new to the show and you would like to learn how to participate, instructions for how to do that are in the description on wherever video platform you may be watching. Uh, We will take your calls and, of course, uh, we will catch up with your email questions at the end of the show. If you uh, are having trouble participating live or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, the way to do that is to send us an email question. The one and only place to do it is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Uh, there's a call-in show form question. A call-in show question form, whichever way. Uh, there's a form for call-in show questions on that page. You can submit them there, and we'll take those at the end of the show. We'll also, also catch up with your uh, super chats uh, uh, every half hour as well, like usual. 
And uh, don't let me forget, because it's the last stream of the month, which means we catch up with our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, as final caller as well. So, without further ado, uh, look who's up first. It's our favorite voice in the audience. It's Batman. Oh, hey, geez. Batman. Real Pressure's quick. on. Hold on. Or you gotta mute the stream. <laughs> it sounds like you're on a different microphone, though. You have a different setup? Uh, I don't. Oh, maybe it's picking up a different mic. I don't know. Maybe it's on the built-in or something. Yeah, maybe it's on the wrong mic. Ugh. It's fine. It's it's perfectly audible. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you can hear me. I can't. Um, wonderful. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Blonde. I sent you an email. Uh, I got it. Did I respond? I'm sorry. No, you did not. Oh, I think I did. Didn't oh, no. I didn't I say I was going to help you out and then I didn't do anything else? <laughs> no. Sounds about uh, right. <laughs> I didn't get any kind of response. I was just curious if you um actually gotten it at all because I, I did. Would have I did. that you would have been um very busy with your daughter and all all of the things that you have to do. So um No, I'll anyway. I'll definitely I'll look around for you. Uh, I I, I can't tell you how much I, I appreciate that. Um, are we at liberty to discuss this? Or are you guys going to continue being cryptic? <sighs> Not that I don't he, mean to put you on the spot. I just he wants to transition to being a woman, and he's saying if I know anybody ah. that can cut his dick off, and I oh, said probably. You have no idea. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty good. No, it wasn't. All right. What, <laughs> what did you want to talk about then? So, um, we have a fascist nation to our north now. No, didn't you see? He just returned. He, he revoked the emergency order. It's over now. <laughs> didn't you see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Well, that's what he says. Uh, what, okay, so yeah, what's what your, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Mr. Trudeau in Canada? Um, at what point do you think that a leader can say you have unacceptable opinions and they're not a tyrant? Yeah, that was such weird phrasing when the convoy was originally forming and he said, uh, these are a lot of fringe racist and, and uh, racists and people with unacceptable views, which, uh, from a government podium, no less, not just unacceptable to me as a person. Like I find your views objectionable. Right. From a government podium, unacceptable views. What what does that even mean? And should the government be in the business of separating well, acceptable I think you know from exactly unacceptable? What that means. I think you um, know exactly what that means. Well, it, it's in combination with some of the other moves. It's like how they've frozen people's bank accounts, and I see um, people talking about I can't buy food, I can't buy medicine. What do they want me to do? Go in a hole and die? I guess that yeah. that is the conclusion. Now I don't yeah, know. I want I want you to go into the hole and die. <laughs> that is the uh, that is what we want you to do. For the people who had their bank accounts meddled with, frozen, um, seized, whatever. After this emergency order has now been canceled, does that cancel their? bank freezing or do they continue being messed with i have no idea yeah but i mean well i mean you you wonder sure but you know what's gonna happen uh well i i you'll have to i actually don't know what exactly to expect 
after they've canceled this? What do you think? What do you, what do you know is going to happen? I think I'm very sure that all of these people are, are still going to be basically political prisoners. Oh yeah. The, uh, they, do, they denied do, bail do to, uh, really... to Merrill Lynch. Uh, okay. the, so the you see woman we talked about on Sunday. Yeah. They, they, they're already holding her in and now they're saying she could face years of prison time for counseling to commit mischief. So they're, they're giving it the and, January 6th treatment, no doubt. And all of a sudden they're going to just, Oh, all of your bank accounts are suddenly free now. And we've totally just released those all at the same time. Uh, Do you I really don't know. think that's what's going to happen. I, or it could just, I mean, it could just be the political move that he's doing now. Hey, I, uh, I, I've restored democracy. Look at me. And then does all the tinkering behind the scenes. Anyway, we had the, um, this power that I take now, <laughs> I will give up. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? We had, uh, the deputy prime minister say she wanted to make these things permanent too. this, a lot of this ability to, to freeze, uh, financial accounts. What right, a surprise. We, what were they going to use we... that for in future? Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever they damn well please, whatever they like to. Can we talk serious for a sec? Of course. Weren't we just doing that? I was going to say I'm like mostly serious, if only a little tongue in cheek. Well, no. Uh, oh no, actually, I'm going to talk real jokes here. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm completely not serious, Susan. I see. Um, Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, this is entirely hypothetical. But in the event that people do this kind of thing in government entities, they're tyrants. They're tyrants. They're abusing their power. And do they not need to get the Emperor Palpatine treatment? <laughs> uh, well, wait, what's the... Don't ask any questions about this. I gather what you're suggesting. But Palpatine lived a long life of tyranny. So... <laughs> Um, Only according to the non-canon bullshit that okay, Disney okay. gave us after. I see. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, <laughs> have the people of Canada have their had their rights uh, disrespected to the point that they would be justified in um, watering some trees? Yes. Y yeah, I think so. Personally, I think so. Th these people are telling you you don't even own your own property. You enjoy your property at their permission. That is definitional tyranny. Property. You are not permitted to feed your kids. You are not permitted to have your pets. You're not permitted to live your life. Like, yeah. I, I, if you I've can't never call been that more pissed off, I've you, never been more pissed off. I don't know what would be tyranny other. Th if that's not tyranny, what would be other than them just caging you? I mean, that's the next yeah. step. I didn't do the German accent earlier for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was pretty good. Weren't they building some? Well, uh, actually, it was pretty terrible, but I appreciate <laughs> it. I thought they were building some <laughs> facilities in Canada at one point, or is it just Australia? Um, you know, a, I, quarantine I facilities to nurse you back to health. Anyway. Nurse um, you back to health? <laughs> we got to let you go, but do you want a final word? Um, well, I don't really... Actually, I, I totally came here with something completely different to say, but um, <laughs> I I saw Tucker Carlson's show today, and I was just furious. Um, anyway, uh, uh, sorry, uh, but um, I, I would appreciate 
um, blonde, if you um, did get a, an opportunity to get back to me on that. Okay, I, sure, I yeah. Really, I'm I know so some sorry. people. <laughs> I know some folks, so uh, I'll be about. All right. He's just best looking for weed. That's it. Best of luck with your transition. Yeah. That Thank is you. totally what it is, yes. All right. Y'all have a um, good night. You as well. Have a great night. My, um, All right. Remember how hard it used to be to get weed? My connection is doing the old Christmas light routine here. So could you uh, help me out and monitor the chat and just let me know if uh, we're having some issues? Because it's not look the connection is not looking great right now. I've been so abusive to the chat lately. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Uh, let me see if this evens out. Okay. It's looking like it's maybe stabilizing at the moment. Oh, I got an email that said that um, Eliza Schaefer and... Uh, Hot Australian bitch. Sydney wants to us. Yeah. You got an email from them or who? Some from, someone in our audience super chatted them and is trying to set up an interview. You guys know that like they have to contact us, right? Yeah, I mean, I would have to hear from them, um, but I, I'm open to that, of course. And and thank you for uh, putting in the good word on our behalf. Anyway, um, all right, I'm going to take the next caller, but. Uh, let me know if the connection becomes too big of a problem and perhaps we will adjust. It is clear. Well, maybe there's some things I can do here. Hold on. I don't know if it'll let me adjust this on the fly. Um, oh, the live, ch live chat remembers about weed. Yeah. Like when <laughs> I was in high school and we were getting weed, like some really sketch person would come with like a pound of weed that was just stems and seeds and now i can you know i don't smoke pot anymore but uh you i could just drive 40 minutes over the border and get like the crystalliest best kind buds for what i would pay in high school it's crazy that, that people can do this all right I'll, i'm not I'll, sure this I, is good for society i'm not a great marijuana mind i'll take your word for it <laughs> um okay let's try to take another caller here and uh i'm monitoring this connection everybody said to... it's fine in okay yeah. We'll just kind of go with it. Of course, the, you know, the show is mostly a listen show anyway, and most of the people listening are going to listen later after the stream. So even if the video connection gets a little spotty, maybe just bear with us and um, and we'll just kind of roll with it. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, Gilgamesh, yeah, you there? I'm here. Hi. I'm, I'm back. Hey, Blonde. Ooh. I do follow you on Instagram, and is that your house that you show it, that you take pictures and post? I don't. I don't have any pictures of my house, but like whatever house that is, it reminds me of my childhood. The one with the red door. Yeah, that looked exactly a lot like um, the, kind of like the house I grew up. So I was like, when I saw you in those photos, I said, "Oh my god, you look like you look almost like you'd be from the '60s or '70s." <laughs> That's a good because the women back then really dressed. You know, I like the the look and everything, the clothing back then. Oh, thank you. Know, you. I've been dressing yeah. like my daughter lately. It's getting oh, a yeah. mixed mixed response. So it, course, it makes me look awesome. <laughs> Oh, one thing is, um, I don't know if you've been um, watching Eric July's podcast, but he talked about this whole thing with the police where he said, are you finally getting at the cops are not your allies? Yeah. They're, they work for the government. And I agree with him. Yeah, yeah, the reason yeah. that is, after everything I've seen what happened in Canada, I had something of, of, it was in the back of my mind come back. In 2010, I got stopped by a female cop. And she said, told, you she told to me, tell you the look story? like somebody threatening people with a gun. 
And I said, I don't have a gun. And then I said, what would happen if I told you I had a concealed permit to carry a gun? I had a gun on me. She said, I would shoot you. And I go, well, I would sue you. She goes, no, you wouldn't be alive. And I go, why? Because I'd kill you. And she Wait goes, a minute. She an on-duty cop said all these things to you? Yep. What's, what happening. jurisdiction? Police this of was which, in Portland. This was in a Portland. A Portland police officer? Yeah. Yes. And I don't okay. remember. I don't know her name because I never got her name or anything. And she brazenly said, oh, she started just telling me stuff. Cops talk to each other and they'll set people up. You know who no, the highest no profile? Shit. You know the, who the highest profile person they try to put in prison? O.J. Simpson. Yeah, mm. she told me this. Brazenly said the cops Wait, who's the, you mean the Portland and, police or who's they? No, no, no. The police in L.A. They set O.J. up. They knew he wasn't in town, and they murdered those two. And everyone Whoa, believes he did. That's it. that's the theory I haven't heard yet. That no, it was done well, by the LAPD, and it was confirmed because I was working in Movie Madness, which is the only video store in Portland. If you ever come to Portland again, that's a video store to check out. They have every movie you can think of. This cop that had, when I was young, we were removed from our parents, our biological parents. He came in and said, "Hey, you're he." He goes, do you know who I am? I go, no. He goes, I'm the cop who rest, took you, rescued you from your parents. And he goes, call me if you ever want to talk. So I asked him about this. He confirmed everything this female cop said and said, oh, yeah, it's a lot worse than you think. And he confirmed something else that I heard two LAPD detectives tell this guy who was doing trying to look into the Tupac, said, who do you think killed Tupac and Biggie Smalls? Police. <laughs> This Not is bullshit. Joke. I'm, this I'm a little skeptical. <laughs> I, I hear no. this all the time about OJ. Like, I hear that his son did it and everything like that. Um, no, they, he, they, they, he confirmed that, yeah, the police, what happened was Marsha Clark was so incompetent. Wait, wait, wait. But, and, I, I, yeah, I, 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 hold on, hold on. He went through that. They, they knew OJ was out of town. Wait, wait, wait. But we've, we've started with premise A, the cops cannot be trusted ever, to premise B, yeah. a cop told me this happened, so that's how we know it happened. Well, it was confirmed. By, by a police officer. I didn't hadn't talked to you, and I asked him if it was true, and she goes, "Yeah, there's a lot of things you don't know about the cops." This O.J. Simpson. With. No, okay, no. <laughs> O.J. Simpson was a violent black guy with an anger problem. He beat up Nicole countless times. They had a long history of domestic abuse, and then uh, not that I really care. She kind of got what she deserved, but that's a different point. Um, <laughs> but O.J. sucks. Totally but also here's, here's, here's she broke up his. She. <laughs> I've got an OJ since she broke up his first marriage. Okay. And then well, he, I know that. I he know was super duper rich. And so she's like, I'm going to bang this hot, rich guy. And then like have his kids and be ensnared in this horrible domestic oh, abuse yeah. situation. And then, you know, she gets murdered. It's like, did she deserve it? Probably not. But did she have it coming? Like clearly, clearly. <laughs> two different things. Thing. Okay. Ron thing Goldman is the person that was really innocent in all this. Oh, yeah, no, he was dating her. I mean, nobody comes and brings your glasses to you. unless you're I know. I know. Them. The but real the thing, thing that he did, you know, this is what happens when you bang single well, moms. Well, here's, here's the problem I have. Okay, the whole domestic violence thing. Why was he, if it, you know, why was he never prosecuted if they had all the evidence to prosecute him for beating her? Because he was chummy with the cops. But then they, but here's the problem. If you look at Mark Furman and you listen to what his partner said, they rushed OJ's house when he, when they knew he wasn't there without a warrant. They were good, you know, and the cop took his, his shoes the ones he likes to wear, pick them and put them in his trunk and amid this and took them home. Yeah, this and is all like, bullshit. All right. Uh, I'll no, it's I'll... true. He actually said he <laughs> took right. a pair of OJ shoes and put them in his trunk and took them home. And the crime scene people collecting all the evidence during the trial, they did such a sloppy job when the, when the defense asked him, did, the, did these people, can you know, when it came, was the crime scene contained or were people just walking in and out as they want? He goes, 
Nobody contained the crime. And he said people were the people working for him were taking the evidence home. Okay. They weren't secured. They were putting it in their vehicles and taking it home. And some of this is just it. standard police incompetence. Well, well here's the thing. You no, know, we, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. We gotta okay. we're, we gotta let you go. But thank you. But, thank you for the call. Yeah, man. I've been trying to get on that list for the movie. I have a long list of I know movies blonde real really like. I mean, All right. talking, yeah. <laughs> good, so good luck. I'm I'm gonna try to still get on All right. well, you Thank guys you for the call, good, man. Have a good yeah. night. Good night. Okay. Uh, do, do we do we know what's coming after a fifth element? Um, no, I could take a look at how the vote is going, um, which at this point in the week is usually kind of decided. But sometimes it's closer than ever. Or, uh, it's sometimes some uh, sometimes it's closer than others. If I could speak here, let's see where the vote stands. Um, the week after this Sunday. Oh, I'm kind of surprised. Um, War game. It's actually very, very close. Between War Games, Black Hawk Down, and Pulp Fiction. Oh, well. I've seen Pulp Fiction a dozen times, so. I've seen it a long time ago, and I hardly remember. So Movie sucks my balls. Man. You can't, you can't say that. You've just polluted my perspective on it. When I won't. It's got good we, about it. We probably will watch it the way the vote is going. These, anyway. are, these are like cult classic movies. This is like saying spoilers before you talk about Game of Thrones or some shit. Yeah. Well, I then that means I can say that I love Black Hawk Down. That was if I had I my movie list, it. if I, the movie list I made, um, if we ever decided to vote on it, Black Hawk Down is on it. So it has that sexy, sexy man from in Bruges, doesn't it? Is there overlap within Bruges? Isn't Colin? I don't think he's in that. Is he in Black Hawk Down? I don't, no, it's Josh Hartnett it. and uh, Ewan McGregor's in it. Oh, and right. Black yeah. Hawk, it, it's another sexy guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> really, I just, I like uh, the scene of the hell of the attempted uh, rescue of the pilot where you had uh, Randy Shugart and who's the other guy, but they're just fighting off the entire Somali pirate army. Oh my God. What a hellscape that must've been to crash your helicopter into Mogadishu <laughs> and you got know. an MP five and a broken leg and you're like, well, guess this is how it ends. Oh, Time no. to shoot these Somali pirates and see if how long I can last. Like it's a video game. Like it's call of duty zombies or something like that. Ugh, what a nightmare. I have seen that movie. See, sorry. Uh, what's up, Jimmy? We were talking a little black Hawk down for a moment. Have you seen oh, it? I picked it up. I did. I love that movie. I'm breaking my doing? own rule about talking movie, talking about movies that we're, we put, probably will watch this month, but that's okay. Sure. And I am well. Thank you. Uh, can you guys hear me? Or I've got a fan going in the background. I want to make sure it ain't. No, you're yeah, loud and clear. You're good. It sounds no. like you're in a bathroom or something. Uh, that's not meant to come through at all. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, so, more black pills, but I'm, I'm going to go with a theme. I'm going to keep giving girl advice. Just... Okay. Positive. Let's try and repopulate the world full of right wing DTs. And <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah, uh, Blonde just had to uh, step out. Oh, FYI, her call from the pediatrician came. Yeah, so it might just be you and me, but we can talk about it for sure. No, that's fine. Um, well, I'll be able to start off by slagging women then. So, <laughs> what do you got? First, I just wanted to touch on never get advice on dating from a woman. Really, women do not know what they're talking about. It's kind of like if you were to ask a food critic about how to cook a meal. Mm -hmm. A food critic can tell you that the meal is great. He can tell you what he liked about the meal. He can tell you the way he felt, but he cannot tell you how to recreate it. 
So if you want to okay. understand and tell you how to recreate something, you need to go to the source, which is the man that actually creates the emotions. But hmm. one of those big things I want to talk about today is how to compliment a woman correctly. Okay. That's, so, a, that's a sorry, tough thing to do. I, I struggle with that to this day, so I could probably use okay. your tips currently. <laughs> no, too easy. Yeah. So look, I break this down into shallow and deep compliments. Okay. Now, first off, if a girl, like girls know exactly how attractive they are. Like if a girl walks into a room within half a second, she knows exactly where she sits in the pecking order of who's more attractive than her, who's less attractive, exactly where she is. So if you're telling a girl that she's beautiful, she knows it and she's heard it a million times. And more than that, it's lazy. You should never, ever compliment a girl on something she hasn't earned. Hmm. Now, what I mean by having earned a compliment is her looks, she didn't earn. She came born with them. Things okay. that she has actually done. So for shallow compliments, it's things like when a girl goes out, she puts so much work in her appearance. The choices of jewelry she makes, her clothing, like they will run their hair over a hot boiling bit of iron just to get a curl happening. And like, they will do immensely crazy things to get themselves looking good. So what you want to do is you want to not just look at what she's done, but you want to pick what you actually like about her style. And if you've picked nothing there, then why would you want to date this girl? Okay. So, so be, be specific. Gen- like if you go appearance, be specific. Is that what you're saying? Be specific. And you don't just say, hey, your earrings are hot. Like say, hey, you know what I like about you? And the reason you do this is because if you just try and throw a compliment in, most of the time, it's just going to bounce off like a five, five, six millimeter round off a tank. Like it's just <laughs> not going to get through at all. Yeah. When you say, do you know what I like about you? She's about to be told something about herself, which is immediately intriguing. And it'll stop them talking and have them completely focus on what you're about to say. Hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. You give it, you give it a little preface before you throw it out there. Exactly. You set yeah. it up so it's going to be received. Now, with the stuff like jewelry, like, look, absolutely love your earrings. I think it's really great the way it matches your necklace and it gives you, you know, this kind of look, like an Egyptian pharaoh kind of look. Um, something like that can be a small one, but the real stuff that's going to get you somewhere with the girls, the deep compliments, and you actually want to use these as screening tools as well. Hmm, okay. Because the first thing you want to do before you find a girl is you want to figure out what are the values you want in a girl. Because like shared interests, yeah, that's nice. You can watch movie night together. You can eat pizza together. But those values are the things that are going to continue. So in order to figure out what her values are, you need to know what the values you want in a girl are first. And then you can simply use compliments to screen. Hmm. Okay. Now, Blunt, the way to do this. Blonde is back on. now, by the way. Sorry about that. that. Get her back up here. Yeah, I actually heard the whole conversation in the background. It was a bit... um. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stream did. Wait, what was that? I couldn't tell if she was talking to me. No, the stream. Like, I didn't hear any of it. So the stream. Are you serious? Um, but yeah, I heard the whole thing. I didn't know if it was just me because I'm on the phone. But did, I didn't. I assume maybe you muted your Zoom, but not your Discord. But I don't run Discord audio through the stream. So whatever was said is not. But only he would have heard that. Only right? he. Not the, not the stream. <sighs> don't worry. Well, I'm hoping the doctor heard it as well. But... Oh, my God. They didn't right. hear how your daughter has AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Oh but yeah, so um, I'm just talking about how to compliment a woman. I'm basically saying rather than complimenting her on looks, compliment her on something she's chosen, like her jewelry or her dress or something, but something you like. Because when oh, she asks yeah. for what do you like the earrings, you need to actually be able to say, oh, because this, this, and you just want to say, oh, because they're yeah. green. Um, yeah, getting into deep compliments. So 
you need to figure out what values you want in a girl. And then you simply use those values and the compliments as a screening process. Now, what I mean by this is when you get into a real conversation with a girl, talk to her about what she's proud of in her life and what she's achieved. And then you look for a trend. So it could be, you know, she's done really well in school, then she did really well to get this job, and then she did really well to advance in the job. Yeah. This means that she values the achievements that she's been able to make on her own. If she's talking about how she's able to understand people, how she's the friend that all the friends come to to share secrets because she's trustworthy, it can often mean that she has a really good ability to connect with people. And then when you compliment her, once again, you say, do you know what I like about you? And it stops her. It actually makes her expectant. It won't make her interrupt and it gets her ready to hear something about herself. And then you simply say, I love the way that you're able to really connect with people. You basically compliment her on what she values about herself. And it shows her that you appreciate what she values. Hmm. And if you're That's doing it with something- That's a good idea. That you, That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're doing it with something you genuinely value, then you're actually like, you're not full of shit. You're literally- complimenting her on having a value that you seek in a partner. Yeah. And if she answers with crappy values, you can just use this. You can do the sort of screening you're talking about. Like, all right, eliminate it. You you don't need to lie and say, you know, I love on TikTok. Yeah. I love this bullshit value that you have. Um, You can just move on from that one, I assume. But yeah, you can practice if you're just trying to take a girl home. But if you do want a partner, um, Hmm. being able to compliment properly is very important. It'll also make you stand out from all the guys that are running and going, oh my God, you're so hot. I will, I yeah. will take that yeah. advice because um, my wife is listening and texting me a few things right now. Compliments I should say to her because I'm That's a terrible true. complimenter. Isn't your wife like 28? You're going to have to trade her in soon anyway. So <laughs> remember this. Oh, that is just the, the valid. is coming for you. That, that is just you, the validation that she was looking for. <laughs> Compliment her on her fertility. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, she'll love that. Like, oh, you are so the, fertile. Yeah. I love that, you know, right. dried up old hag, like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Why Oprah of all the people that you could have said? All right. Now yeah. I'm thinking about Oprah's lady. vagina. Get we out. Gotta, we we got to move on, but uh, thank you for the advice. Mission accomplished. Yeah, and, no worries. Uh, all right, have a good night, man. Take or whatever time. time it is down under. Good day, I guess. See you, dude. Yeah, day. Bye. Okay, we are due for a break. They might call me back too. This is, I'm sorry. I don't know why people do this. Working hours. Call me during business hours. Hmm. Okay. Um, call in show. All right. Uh, Incompetent Hands here says Time to evacuate all the 20 somethings, uh, 20 something Ukrainian females. Wouldn't mind getting kinetic with one or two of them. I'm doing my part. I've seen uh, some people advocating things to that effect i can't say that i've great i can't say that i've ever known any ukrainians i've seen the images that people share they're supposed they supposedly have attractive women there i don't know but well we did watch the fifth element and i won't say anything about it but mila jovovich or whatever the fuck is ukrainian and that chick is oh is she crazy smoke show we watched it earlier today too and i will not uh comment on my opinions but but, did um, you think she's hot um, she is in good shape. Let's put it that way. Okay, supermodel quality beauty, and you're like, ooh, she's in. It's, good well, shape. it's hard for me to say, and I'm going to break my rule a little bit more here because she's just the way that she's done up stylistically. I don't find particularly attractive. You see but, her naked. Well, I mean, like the hair and kind of the weird makeup, like that. Is she an attractive woman? Is she clearly fit? Yeah. 
am I thrilled with that particular presentation? Probably not. But I don't know. The, the presentation can be adjusted. Your wife just texted me and said, don't remind him that it's almost time. Uh, what? Her With her birthday. Oh, what? There's a long, well, her birthday's like months away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, are you good? Yeah. Dale Jones. Uh, next time the conservatives are in power in Canada and the left wants to protest a new oil pipeline, the right can invoke the Emergency Act and target the funding of the left wing protesters mm. yeah it's like do we want to play this game um I, I would prefer not but how else do you fight the playing of the game that they insist on yeah so you got to play the game to fight the game is that what we're gonna do yeah totally uh that's what we need to do although i don't think that we're ever going to be able to get power back in any of these western countries you know they're stealing elections now N- not in 2020 though they only did that in uh, <laughs> 1976 Right. <laughs> yes. Um, Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seeker. C.S. Lewis described a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims as maybe the most oppressive without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. That is so mm. true. These people think they're doing something good, which really poses an issue. Uh, yeah. Uh, there is kind of an ironic or... A paradoxical evil about that to the yeah. to the point that he's making and c.s yeah. lewis saw it clearly in a lot of ways uh, and i've yeah, only really did. i've only gone through mere christianity i've not run uh, read or listened to more of his works but uh but there's a lot of um a lot of complex it makes a lot of complex realities about life very simple uh the guy right. clearly had a way with descriptions and words and just making big level ideas very simply understood and uh, I admire that's that. really a gift because most people are stupid. Not that uh, he yeah. like wrote for the masses necessarily, but he does have an accessible quality to his literature that you ever have those style. moments where you kind of have like a like a uh, ambiguous concept in your mind, like an amorphous concept. And then, it and just, then you, you hear someone articulate it so clearly and you think that's exactly what I thought in kind of nonverbal yeah. In a nonverbal concept that I didn't know how to explain, but he just did it. He explained it perfectly. That's kind of how C.S. Lewis is for me on a lot of um, big level topics of anything from uh, concepts of a God or religion to just right. the just the top, the, the relationship between men and women. Even he was mm-hmm. very insightful on that. Yeah, um, that's a real gift. Uh, Damien McHugh, Kyle Rittenhouse started an organization to hold the media accountable. If anyone wants to donate, they can go to tmap.org he just uh, announced it on Monday yeah I heard he's gonna sue Whoopi Goldberg and um, and Jank of the Young Turks <laughs> and reportedly LeBron James too the list keeps growing uh, yeah we should just continue to try to ruin these people's lives hmm. it worked for Nick Sandman uh, Nicholas H says Matt read rules for radicals you'll understand why pussy libertarian won't get us libertarianism won't get us to the promised land. Liberty is under constant assault. The left won't stop until conquered. Love you guys. Uh, Rules for Radicals was just illuminating. Like when I read it, I was like, wow, this is, you know, reading a playbook for the left. It's like reading somebody's diary or something. It's all right there. Yeah, I um, I haven't read Rules for Radicals. The thing is, I obviously I don't want to play by the rules for radicals. Yeah. In general. I want to play by the rules of respecting people's rights. And could we all agree on that? That would be great. 
Yeah, um, I I would but, love that, but that's not the world we live in. And these people, um, they need to pay for what they've done. <laughs> well, they uh, they appear to insist on that lately. Oh my god! So. Really quickly, did I talk about the sermon that I heard on last last Sunday or last Saturday when I went to church? Uh, no, let's that, do that, and then we'll get back to the calls. Reading for Corinth from Corinthians, where it's like if um you know if somebody. Uh, steals from you you give them the rest of your stuff and I, I was thinking the whole time when i was listening to this like what skag would hate this so fucking much if somebody know? steals from you you give them your stuff you give them the remainder of your, it was talking about being that's a biblical teaching yes okay. it's it's from corinthians and i was listening to this and i was like this cannot because also you know jesus is flipping tables and teaching us about righteousness on earth and justice and everything like that like is this is this somebody is somebody in the audience that's catholic that it can explain to me uh, in layman's terms, what this really means, or is this why Christians just continuously get fucked in the ass by people in the world? It's is this why? Because yeah, I'd like, like to oh, hear that to concept explained more. I I could I could understand that if if you buy into the concept of well, only someone in dire need would steal from you, but that's clearly not true. No, it was talking about your enemies and people that hate you. It's mm-hmm. like if if they if they steal something from you, you give them the last of, of your stuff, and and oh, so and even if they the were person. maliciously motivated, you still give them your stuff, especially yourself. if they were maliciously motivated. <laughs> okay, and yeah, I was I'm just not, listening not to this, that. and I was like, what? <laughs> If somebody could call in and and talk next time to me we about get this. um yeah next time we get like a a great uh, biblical mind perhaps yeah. or if someone wants to write in you could submit your thoughts on that through the call and show question uh, form on the website and we could address it that way I've never heard that but I'm not a great you know I I don't I'm not a I have a lot of knowledge of biblical scripture so neither do I which is why okay proceed I'll find All this. Right. Uh, we will uh, come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Thanks for uh, supporting um, us. I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's see. Uh, El Machina or El Machina? Either or. Uh, do you, is it Machina or Machina? Machina? Mr. Machina? <laughs> Sorry about that. There we go. Do I pronounce it Machina or Machina? I'm sure I've asked you before. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, if you want to put in the Spanish uh, accent, El Machina. Okay, let's go with that. What's on your mind? There we go. I uh, hope this Wednesday night is treating you guys well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you as well. What uh, What do you got for us? Uh, okay, well, where to begin? I mean, from last week with the government issue crack pipes, to the <laughs> craziness that's get, ha- happening right now over there in Ottawa, Canada. I mean, where 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 can we begin with all this craziness and how? How in the possibly in the later elections, if whoever's running against Biden does not use everything in their disposal that's happening right now, would be crazy not to. Uh, what do you mean by that? Use everything in their disposal. Well, what what uh, well, you're talking uh, tactically least, or the issues? Like, or? OK, look what's happening. The administration, uh, the Biden administration handing out crack pipes, inflation going up. And blaming it on a foreign, on a foreign, you know, over there in the Ukraine when yeah. it has, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with, with uh, that happening. The uh, stuff that happening I mean, in Ukraine is not the reason why this inflation is happening. Yeah, it's a, maybe it has a, a slight effect on energy prices, but um, mm. but it we have seen increasing energy prices regardless of that. To your point. Oh yeah, it happened yeah. before this whole thing happened. 
And I think somebody brought up a, a really good point. Um, I think sometime this past week was that no one really, they're really kicking it hard against Ukraine right now. And yet we hardly ever had that happen in Trump's administration until now. Have you seen the mental twisting of the uh, a lot of Biden supporting thought leaders explaining how Putin was somehow inspired by Trump to take this action against Biden, but it was motivated by Trump and uh, Trump is still behind all of this for some reason, even though this this did not happen or, you know, this didn't happen, obviously, during the Trump administration. But I still I I tend to believe that even what is happening right now is kind of. um, I don't know if I want to say overstated, but I think it is exaggerated for political purposes, whether they're distraction purposes or scapegoat purposes. I'm not saying what Putin is doing is right. I just don't right. think that it has the drastic impact on Americans uh, mm-hmm. that they're that they're presenting it as. Right. Yeah. Uh, if anything, yeah, I would definitely lean towards scapegoat. If anything, maybe it's just that simple. Yeah. We just yeah. need a big boogeyman to blame. Yeah, I mean, and and the better boogeyman is, you know, right now over there in Ukraine. We gotta, we gotta attack them for whatever reason. We're gonna go in because of cyber attacks. Sure, why not? Well, well they love Putin is a universal boogeyman for a lot of those people. He was for 2016. Yeah. Um, he will continue mm-hmm. to be for what is uh, all but assured to be a failed Biden presidency. If it if only that meddling Putin hadn't. Hadn't uh, given him so many problems. He would have been the president we all dreamed of. Yeah, I know. Um, he yeah. is their universal scapegoat. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if y'all saw that tweet from uh, Stephen King. It was like, this is Putin forgot what who he's dealing with. He's not dealing with Trump. He's dealing with <laughs> Biden. It's like, uh, don't remind I'm, us. I'm pretty sure he's well aware. I mean, uh, Putin <laughs> is looking at the state of Europe and the state of the United States and knowing not only will you guys not do shit, but also you guys depend on my energy in large part. I know. Uh, so what are you going to do? You're going to sanction me and starve yourself of, in the case of Europe, starve yourself of our natural gas and oil. Good luck. Have fun with Biden that. Biden is like the least formidable enemy in uh, international yeah. diplomacy history. I mean, can you think of anybody that's that's less menacing than Joe I Biden? think it was uh, Jasper, uh, Jack Posobiec or someone put out a, a tweet today that I was laughing at. It was, uh, you know, Biden is like the king of the four or five D chess because Putin can't know what Biden is doing if Biden doesn't know what Biden is doing. <laughs> this is big brain material. Good. Uh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one. I haven't seen yeah. that one. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anything else you have for us before we let you go? Um, I guess, um, well, I just hope that, um, everybody over there gets their crud together over there in Iowa. And I really hope that one lady gets bail. That, that That's crazy. The lady who. Oh, they they already denied it, uh, yesterday. Yeah. That's what sucks. She's still in jail and they're talking about imprisoning her for years. That's oh, absurd. That's yeah. It, it's crazy because. You know, if the if Trump actually, you know, the stuff that happened last year with the over there with the BLM rights, you know, this would have been exactly what um, they wanted Trump to do to send in the troops and do all that other stuff. But right now they're hailing Trudeau as a hero instead of, you know, as an authoritarian asshole that he is right now. In the case of Tamara Litch, the judge cited, uh, well, she's she's likely to commit uh, crime again, commit mischief again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anything but that. How will Ottawa oh. manage with her mischief? 
I know. No, no. Is she also going to commit tomfoolery? How will we possibly (laughs) be able to withhold or withstand this? The The court believes she is plotting. The court children that were in the bouncy councils and how Hong Kong is a, a, what you call it? The thing for Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Did uh, did you see that, Blonde? Mm. Yeah. There was a member of parliament in Canada who, I I don't know the context, but she was speaking before parliament and she said, um, honk honk is code for Heil Hitler because it's HH. I mean, we've reached, uh, yeah, we've reached some deep depths. That's crazy. I mean, I love (laughs) Hitler and that's never even occurred to me. (laughs) And, uh, never connected the the honky to Uncle uh, A. Movie recommendations. I'll, I'll keep throwing this out until you see it. Um, Deep Rising. Starring okay. Treat Williams. Uh, really good. Uh, directed by Stephen Somers. A really well-made B-movie horror. I'll okay. Tell you right. you... Have you seen Near Dark? <sighs> Near Dark. It sounds familiar. It's like um uh, the chick that made Hurt Locker made it. It was her first movie. I just watched the other night because Mike and Jay from Red Letter Media suggested it. And it was pretty good. And it was a B-level horror vampire flick. So that's my movie recommendation mm. to you. Oh, okay. All right, all right. We'll give that a shot. Also, Thank everyone you, watch Red Letter Media. Like, they need my help. They have like seven million. <laughs> oh, oh don't, don't, trust me. I've I've watched a lot of their stuff, especially their Picard review, and oh, they really paired so a new one. Good, best YouTube channel ever. Yeah. If all any, right, if any time you feel like watching Picard season one, it's like no, just watch that instead. It'll oh, I watched it. Seven hours. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch. Yeah, it just watch their review. It'll save you seven hours. <laughs> Thanks All for coming. Right. All right. Have a good night, you man. You two have a you two have a good night, and um, hope everyone else has a good Wednesday. Thanks, have a good night. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. It, the verse it's from Luke. Oh. If yeah. someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other as well. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. What? Yeah. I mean, I, okay. Does so that you mean need to let, let yourself steal get it beat they... on and stolen from. Yeah. Well, I guess there's two interpretations of that, too. Do not withhold from them your coat. Does that mean let them steal your coat or actively give them your coat? It means give them give somebody that your stole your cloak also your shirt. OK, yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, though. I'm I uh, do not have expertise of the proper interpretation of these uh, pieces of scripture. Um, oh, did I mention this uh, as far as movie recommendations? Uh, Karen, the movie Karen is up on uh, Amazon and other platforms now. Are I you going to watch wanna, it? Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. You know, we should talk. Uh, I, I've had uh, some thoughts about because some months have fifth Sundays. And that oh, gives yeah. some people like an extra movie pick, which is uh, maybe a lack of total fairness in the system. I was thinking, could we do something with those fifth Sundays? And I have my movie list that we haven't ever tinkered with. That's um, true. Also, though, we could do Supreme Cringe Fifth Sunday movies. Oh, like don't. Karen. <laughs> Half the movies we watch are Supreme Cringe. But but we could pick like you could do a Razzie vote. You know, like you could pick awful movies for but that. But I have Sunday. to watch awful movies already. That's true. Because of the audience. Why can't we watch a great movie as suggested by my brother or something? Yeah, we could uh, we could talk about it. We could try to figure something out for those fifth Sundays. I don't think we have one until looks like May has five Sundays in it. Although so we have a my brother bit of time. cannot be trusted, he loves Freddie Got Fingered, and that movie is 
just a steaming pile of dog shit. I don't know that I've ever seen it, but Tom Green, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I've he's funny here and there. I wouldn't say that. Come he's on, funny he's an unfunny J O O. He's not funny at all. He looks like a thumb. <laughs> My brother just loves that movie. It's I don't understand. All right. Well, I'll I don't know if I'll watch it anytime soon. Um, I just have a whole sequence of numbers on this caller. I'm going to call you 188. Mr. 188, you there? All right. I don't have any sound. Do you? No. Let's see if we can get somebody else here. Jim Eagle, you there? Uh, yes. Oh, hey. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's quick. How are you guys doing? We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, I uh, just want to start off by saying a bunch of slack-jawed faggots around here. <laughs> I, lo- I got I it love- kind of right oh. here. Bunch of slack-jawed faggots around here. You actually watch what I say because I may be, I'm, I'm kind of easily uh, doxable. You're easily anyway. doxable? Well, uh, yeah. you're one of Joe Biden's favorite people, Jim Eagle. I assume, <laughs> I assume he could get your information <laughs> well, out there. Real name. It's uh, it's actually pretty easy to find because some reason my company decided to put it very high. I guess they paid pretty high, uh, pre- paid to get it high on the Google search. But anyway, oh, so, okay. um, oh, so what I was calling to talk to you guys about was the, uh, uh a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about the, uh, the police, how, um, they showed up at the uh, wrong place and they kind of kicked the door in and, and, uh, shot that guy. Yeah. That was the Amir yeah, Locke yeah. case in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, had like five warrants to search for a suspected murderer or something, and they just like blew some guy's face off. That that actually sort of happened to uh, my family. What? So you got no uh, not? So nobody got shot. Nobody got shot. Nobody was killed. But well, uh, so I have a cousin. I've only met him one time, but he killed his drug dealer over twenty bucks. Whoa. So he was Pretty a real pathetic, fucker. Yes. So they did he shoot him? They, did he not that it matters that much? I'm just curious. Uh, how did he kill him? I think so. Okay. I think he shot him. I, I don't remember the details, but I, I know that he's he's uh still doing still doing time. Okay. But um so he uh so my parents this is back when I was in the military, my parents they got a knock on the door and it turns out it was a SWAT team. So they came in the house and they were looking for uh, my cousin at my parents' house. Why? Okay. They not only did they serve well, they he was he was good friends with my brother, my half brother, and so they the only read uh, only address they had on record for my brother was my parents' house, and he hadn't lived there for years. But so they served a warrant at my parents' house and. Then they also uh, served a warrant at my parents' old house, which uh, they had sold to somebody else, which was right next door. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they surrounded the house, and the the neighbors were out smoking cigarettes just in the dark. And then all of a sudden, they get two blinding lights, just like you see in the movies. They get the blinding lights uh, to kind of... I don't know, to kind of surprise them. But anyway, mm-hmm. so it was just bizarre. But yeah, so they were serving warrants at multiple addresses. What I think a bunch it was of mul- fuckers. Uh, yeah. But they they at least knocked at all of them? They were not kicked down the door, point a gun at you type situations? 
Yes. It was, it was fairly early. I mean, it wasn't like a no knock, like, you know, like two or three in the morning. It was, I think it was later in the evening. So like maybe eight or nine o'clock. The sun was down. I don't know Uh, that I necessarily have a, a, a huge problem with warrants for multiple locations where a suspect could plausibly be provided that, the the danger is kicking down the door and surprising people. Yeah. Although you're talking about like shining yeah. lights at them and other crazy stuff, so maybe it's more than just you know all of this knock, is knock dangerous. At the door. But but the thing with the no knock is you got to know where the guy is and who's on the other side of the door. And if you have multiple locations, you clearly don't know where he is. So why are yeah. you doing the no knock? Yeah. Well, that sucks. Exactly. Yeah, Sounds yeah. like your cousin's a real fucker that almost got other people killed. How did they get him in the end? Uh, he was actually, it was kind of pathetic because he, they found him at his mom's house where he, right, right where he killed the guy. He found him, they found <laughs> so him not good in at the hiding, closet then. crying. Oh. It was pretty sad. Uh, okay. Pretty, Do you know, sad. did they get him, uh, what, what was the charge? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't murder. Remember, right? He was, I, yeah, had to be some kind of murder. Uh, and he's probably, probably gone. Is he, second, is he in prison for life or, uh, what's the situation? That's a good question. Honestly, I, I've huh. only met him once. Well, it's probably for the best and, uh, you guys yeah. don't hang out, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that side, of the, we call it the other side of the railroad tracks, where <laughs> they were the uh, sort of, um, yeah, we don't we don't talk to them. It's okay. Right. Everybody has some family members that are hicks, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ours were, yeah. This, uh, actually, these are Mexican, but they're also very hick, very, uh, you know, the- uh, those white uh, trash beaners. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hispanic. That's right. That's hilarious. You have coined a new term that's, with that one. I like that. That's great. That, that was, that's my family. But, Hicks, uh, Hispanic. So gonna... <laughs> Ooh. All right. We're getting deep Ooh, here. All right. Well, thank you for the uh, call and for the story, man. That's, that's crazy, but I'm glad to oh. hear that your family was fine in the end and, uh, yeah. and all the best. Oh to yeah. You. Uh, Quick uh, gun of the day, gun of the week, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Grand Power. Uh, Blonde, don't get too excited. It's not white power. Grand Power. Oh. K100 uh, X-Trim. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is off the top of my head. Oh, it's a, it's a Slovakian gun. Uh, it's got a rotating barrel, which is pretty cool because it's uh, as opposed to your, your normal tilting barrel action like you would have on most other handguns. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's pretty cool. A uh, pretty cool gun. It's gonna be my next, my next purchase. All right. They got fantastic triggers right off cool. the box. So but anyway. All right. So. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. And no problem. Y'all take it easy. Okay. Next up is El Vaquero. El Vaquero, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you two doing tonight? We are well. What's on your mind? So blonde. You have stated that you have uh, anxiety issues, correct? I do. I don't want to be one of those people that like talks about it all the time. And I feel myself doing that. You know, like I don't want to be one of those girls on Instagram that's like sitting on the floor crying and talking about her OCD. But I kind of do also. So I'll answer any questions about this. Well, no, I, I also have some anxiety issues. In the past few weeks, it hit me really bad. Yeah. Um, like for, well, not three weeks straight because on the weekends I've been going out hunting and that's therapeutic. But, uh, <clears throat> when I wasn't out doing that, uh, I, I was literally 
like almost three weeks on the edge of a fight or flight response and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. And yesterday I finally figured it out and it's when all the trucker shit started in Canada, I knew it was going to be a shit test. And if Trudeau was successful, it was coming down here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that was causing me to like freak out. Well, I mean, that's not an absurd thing. Like anxiety issues are through the roof right now, not just based on different DSM criteria. And I think a lot of that is people internalizing this sense that society is going to collapse in different ways. And so we're losing our sense of security. And what's what's more emotionally destabilizing than that? Um, so it's not like you're weird or something or like something's wrong with you because you're dealing with things like this. Everybody alive right now should have fucking anxiety. Like people that don't have anxiety. I'm like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but, but yesterday when I realized that, uh, the anxiety turned into anger at the WEF cocksuckers pulling his strings. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I can deal with anger, anxiety. It's, it's it can be debilitating if you don't know yeah. how to manage it. Well, nobody really knows how to manage it, but work helps. That's true, though. Anger, if you can be angry instead of anxious, uh, it's a way easier emotion to deal with. Right. Well, in three weeks of this shit, I don't want to be dependent on benzodiazepines, but if you'd given me Xanax, there are several times I would have taken it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how bad it was. Yeah, Hmm. I I feel Um, your pain, dude. Yeah, but I, I just thought it was interesting that realizing that trigger, and then I woke up this morning feeling a lot better. Yeah. It's like, oh. And then um, that- and- Also being able to do something about it. And so if your anxiety is related to societal collapse or you know the walls coming down on you, um, it, things like prepping seem to help people with anxiety issues related to that. Well, yeah. Because you're doing something the- to help. Yeah. That's why hunting helps you. I worked on the garden. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yep. But the, like I say, the hunting for me is therapeutic. So maybe when society collapses, that'll come in handy. Um, not going to take it any further than that, Susan. Well, <laughs> keep at it. If, if you don't um, can or dehydrate your meat or anything like that, that might be a good place for you to go uh, and something to learn how to do right now that would make you feel better. Right. Well, I, I do do pressure canning. Um, I've even made pemmican, which is the ultimate survival food. Uh Things like that, but it's it's when you're in the, that state of anxiety, it's like, what do you do? And, and you just lock up. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I know. But um, your preparedness, it will, um, it'll make you feel better. And then uh, when stuff like that happens, it's okay to distract yourself. Right, right. Oh, and well, it was kind of hard to distract myself, but um, and, and oh, and did you get the seeds that I sent? They returned me? blondes to me. I still have to send them back. Oh God. Because they gave me some like shipping exception. I received them. Really? And then I sent blondes to her and then they sent it back to me saying like, this is more than an inch thick. So you can't mail it in this thing. So Good I still have Lord, to go back seriously? down to the post office. Yeah. Oh, what horse shit. Yeah. I don't understand. Cause it's like they allowed the original pack. Well, I can't remember. Maybe the original packaging was different, but they don't, they, they decided that you put two, more than an inch thick of seeds in the wrong kind of envelope. That's why the post office returned. it. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I sent you like 20, 28 or 29 different kinds of seeds. Yeah. No, I still oh, have. Oh, really? Them. That's cool. Yeah. So um, so they haven't uh, they haven't been lost or anything. It's just the post office uh, thinks you're a terrorist when, in fact, you're sending, uh, you know, uh, vegetable seeds in the mail. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and and there was uh, at least one medicinal with the clip dagger, but mm. that's perfectly legal. Um, All right. But yeah, anyways, I just thought you might like to hear just figuring out what the trigger was killed the anxiety. Yeah. Um, that, that, so it's that just it's just things. clarity. You feel like that that brought it's just clarity about what the cause that brings a little more comfort. Clarity about the cause being able to get angry at it. And now okay. that the emergency measures are gone, being able to start dissecting it and saying, oh, Justin Trudeau made Canada uninvestable right now. Nobody's yeah. going to trust investing in Canada. Yeah. Foreign capital's going to flee. Canadians aren't going to trust the banks. Foreigners aren't going to trust the banks. So they're not going to put their money in them. He fucked Canada. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe the full consequences of this have yet to be realized. You're probably right. Right. All right. Well, thank you, man. All right. And uh, have a great night. Well, I'll catch you later. See ya. I hate to do this, but I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. I'll take a few chats and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. All right. Um, let's see. I think we're good on Tippy stream and we're good on D live. Appreciate you guys watching over there. Let's see. Uh, where did she leave off on YouTube, though? I might have screwed myself because I don't remember her stopping point. So bear with me. I'm going to have to scan through some chats here. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, we left off on the rules for radicals one, right? So Long Don John says, Blonde, if you're still after a great gross medical story, check out Bering's latest video. I'm going to mark this to remind her when she comes back. So uh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one. So I'll have to check it out, too. David the Skeptic, uh, Romans twelve twenty. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, okay, so uh, a scripture of a similar theme that you can defeat wrongdoing, defeat evil by treating them nicely. Um. I suppose I'd like to believe that. I just don't know that I see that actually happen a lot in practice. Um, I, I obviously want us all to agree on a set of, of moral rules by which we treat each other. Uh, Blonde's back here, I think. But um, there was a there was another piece of scripture here of the similar theme. Listen to this one uh, of treating your enemies well. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So the idea is defeating evil by treating it very, very well, which I would like to believe could happen. I just don't see that happen almost ever. No, you need to starve out your enemy. And then when they beg for food, slit their throat. <laughs> And then send their head to all their friends so they know what happens. I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm Catholic, so like maybe I am misinterpreting the word of God to justify my um, unending rage. <laughs> maybe I'm going to have to rethink this. Um, Long Don John says, if you're still in the gross medical stories, Bering's latest video is uh, of particular interest, perhaps. Oh, really? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Uh, DB says, then uh, the... The Naka? What am I missing here? Is not my Bible. P.S. Batman is right. Mort uh, Tyrannus. Must be. Uh, it's, it's some language here I'm not fully keen on, but I gather the themes. Let's see. Stephen with a V, but it's spelled with a PH. That's tricky. Six. 
Six sick bricks tick. Six sick chicks talk. That sounds like a trap of some kind. I'm sure you just said some stuff, but I'm too stupid. That's a tongue twister. Just a couple here. Shouting from the cheap seats. Blonde, check out St. Augustine's commentary on turn the other on the turn the other cheek passage. Maybe there's some okay. thought we are missing. And um, Matthew Malloy says, Honkler, save us. Well, that's uh, Hitlerian speak now. Okay. Uh, we're good on the chats, so let's get back to the calls uh, before the bottom of the hour. Orwell's Ghost is up next. Orwell's Ghost, you there? What's going on, guys? Hi. We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, I uh, actually, there wasn't much on my mind. I was just sitting shooting the shit in the uh, screening room. I hadn't really thought about what I was going to talk about. I guess I quit smoking like two weeks ago. So that's hey. a good thing. Yeah, that's How's great. How's it going? Oh, I haven't really, haven't really, uh, haven't had the hankering to have one in like, oh, the whole time. There are a couple times, there are a couple days when I'll like sit around and there'll be some idle moment where I'm like, this is a time where I would be, where I would walk outside and smoke a cigarette just to kind of collect my thoughts. But um, how long have you smoked prior? Oh, did we lose him? I, I no, think he's just thinking. Think, he's thinking like that guy on the, uh, to catch a predator video that we saw. Yeah. It's deep in thought. <laughs> yeah. But not like, not like that. Yeah. But, no. uh, I suppose that's a little uh, bit unfair. So of an accusation. How long I just think of that a face. pedophile. <laughs> yeah. That that guy became the Pikachu meme. Deep in thought, that's what happened to him. No, sorry. Yeah, Carry I, on. I think I think I I think I smoked for seventeen years. I think. Whoa! Wow. Hey, I have a statistic that'll make you feel better. Um, if you quit, if you don't have two pack days for seventeen or for fifteen years, so if you were smoking less than two packs, it's way more likely than not that you're going to have no long term issues from smoking, even though you smoked for nearly two decades. Yeah, so I pack? think I was. Mo- I think I was mainly a pack a day guy. Okay, a pack a day for seventeen years. Th- you should be fine. I think there were some days, like some nervous days, when I when, when I smoked a lot more. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like there was something a lot more interesting that I wanted to say. Like I'm not concerned hey, about Ukraine or thing. Russia or anything. But uh, <laughs> I know people that have quit yeah. heroin that were not able to quit cigarettes. Wow. Well, Did you? Yeah. I was just going to ask if you did it cold turkey or do you use any assistance? No, no, I, uh, I did, I, I did it like it was, it was, it was a Sunday night. I smoked my last cigarette and it was totally unceremonious and a couple days went by and my wife didn't realize it and she's pregnant. And so I was just like, well, yeah, I just haven't smoked in a few days. And she sort of freaked out a little bit. Cause she'd been trying to get me to quit for like two and a half years. And yeah. Uh, and I just stopped. I like, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I just, sort of was like yeah i think it's time to quit well you only have to quit once just don't go back to it and you won't have to quit again that's a it's a great gift to your child too I, this is your first right forgive me if i'm mistaking yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that's one. uh that's that's good for you man that's a great time to do it yeah well uh well we'll see how we'll see how long i hold out i think i i feel like this this one's gonna go the distance because i just don't really feel like doing it anymore and yeah. plus I'm start. I'm starting to see the. I'm starting to see the reflection in my bank account. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 like not. It's not. God, I don't know, like 50, 60, 70 bucks a week, something like that. So, <sighs> well, Damn, yeah, and then, spend that on something like for yourself. So you'll be yeah. spending that yeah. on wipes soon and diapers. So <laughs> you won't have yeah, a choice. For sure. Yeah. For sure. 
So, all right, I'll let you guys go. You guys have a good one. Thanks, you man. Too. Appreciate it. Bye. I was trying to do oh, the that's math. So cool. The other day, whoops, I dropped him into the wrong spot. I was trying to do the math the other day of how much, uh, like what the monthly budget is to wipe one butt. To keep one butt clean is more expensive than uh, than you think. I actually know because my my husband and I, like we have things worked out. I pay for food and for all the baby stuff. And so I know exactly how much it costs to have a baby. So much cheaper than you would think. Um, it, It's not like, yeah, we're not talking like... Uh, you don't have to be someone of exceptional wealth to achieve it. No, you, like Mexicans care if, you know, <laughs> how wealthy they are. But like everybody's, you know, this is the number one argument I hear from white people only about this. It's like oh, having a kid is so expensive. It is so fucking cheap to have a kid. If you cloth diaper and yeah. breastfeed, you're you're paying for like nothing. The first There six are a lot of like. um, there are a lot of potential add ons that can add up. But if you're talking bare bones, food, diapers, wipes. Um, it's achievable. You know, you don't yeah. have to be someone of exceptional means to do it, but you do. I think just when you become a parent too, you start becoming more aware of how much money you spend on what. And I think you start critically evaluating the use of that dollar every time. And if you're spending it on something like cigarettes or whatever other frivolous or potentially even damaging item you might be buying, you start realizing, well, you know, am I going to buy this or am I going to uh, save that dollar and try to provide something of, of more value to my kid? That's and, true. Um, like, I'm going to buy really... more matching clothes to match with my daughter. Yes. <laughs> I've never been like a sit down and, and like, um, like strictly budget out finances type guy. I'm not an irresponsible spender. So I've generally lived within my means. But now that the kid is in play, like that's the first time in my life where it's like monthly budget, plan all this out, make sure that we're living within yeah what we have and and um it's just it's added layers of responsibility and i don't want that to sound like complaining it's it's structure in your life it's actually yeah, very yeah. good you know it's um true. i enjoy that and and i enjoy sort of the discipline of evaluating if i need to go i'm kind of a hypocrite because i went to the store and bought like 40 dollars worth of ammo today that i probably didn't need <laughs> you always but, need ammo but that's like yeah uh, ammo and silver those are a savings plan that's not frivolous spending <laughs> anyway uh let's hop back into the uh the callers here uh 118 you're back can you hear us oh my goodness yay Hi. sorry about the uh, technical issues yeah i know dangerous spaces is amazing i'm so glad well, you put up with it i'm glad it worked what's on your mind um well to be honest i decided to call in to discuss something i've been thinking about for months and it is a very little importance if you care to humor me of course <laughs> only the the most important things on this stream it's uh, true we vet calls for yeah. moral importance yes well you know it's really something that was a result of the impact of matt on my own personal life oh okay i know wow. sure yeah. <laughs> so matt it was like a handful of months ago and you brought up on this stream that you cook french fries and all potato products <sighs> yes i'm glad i four four twenty <sighs> Yeah. No, 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 no,
Yeah. And then finally, the following week after I did the experiment, I listened to the show and you're like, oh, 425-425. Oh, so you followed <laughs> up. I followed the incorrect and instructions. And in then your once I did the experiment, I was corrected the next week. So in your experience with the 420-420 variant, were yeah. they not crispy enough? Well... I thought it was a genius idea until I heard the correction because some of them were crispy and some of them were soft. Huh. So it was like a unique fusion of both people's perception on the best kind of fry. Well, of course, blonde I is really team soggy. I, I do. I do <laughs> like a soggy fry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you then went with the four, two, five, four, two, five. And what happened? It then? does literally work for everything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does. Tater tots, waffle fries. Thin fries, thick fries, any potato products. Four, two, five, yeah, four, two, on the five. repeat of the experiment, it, everything worked flawlessly, and you were totally right. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Although, now that I've graduated into the air fryer world, the 425 425 mm-hmm. method is uh, largely abandoned, except for we cooked some tater tots for the Super Bowl, and they were of such large volume that they had to go in the conventional <laughs> oven. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was all. That was just my anecdote. So I hope you thought it was funny and I hope you have a great night. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad that you uh, stuck around and endured the technical problems to deliver this, uh, this oh, yeah. important message to the people. It is so an important will... message. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. Thank well, you. Have a good night. Uh, next up is Miss Malevolent. Miss Malevolent, you there? No way. Hey, girl. Girl. I can't hear her, though. Can you? No. Uh, Unfortunately, I got nothing. So we're going to have to see if Dangerous Spaces can sort it out for her. If you can hear me, Miss Malevolent, we'll see if we can get our screener to work with you. And we'll try again in a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, After that is Juggernaut. Juggernaut, are you there? Okay. Um, Oh, there we go. Can you hear us all right? Oh, you didn't hear me the first time. Sorry. No, now I now I got you, though. What's oh, on your okay. mind? Uh, you should have John Doyle on. Uh, sure. I don't know much about him, but what, what are your thoughts about him? Uh, he's super based, and I think Blonde will really like him. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, I didn't hear anything Blonde just said, so sorry. <laughs> Maybe we have a weird oh, connection. Okay. I don't know. I didn't say much. Well, that's all I had to say. Th- that's it. Okay. <laughs> because did you have any ones having trouble? Yeah. We, um, th- did you have any other thoughts you wanted to talk about or just that? Um, switching to nuclear power when? Well, not anytime yeah. soon because, uh, they, uh, haven't they largely dismantled a lot of their nuclear, uh, plants in Europe? That's part of the problem they're facing now too. Hmm. Aren't they I doing that in California too? Taking them down? Or am I confusing something? I don't know. Like not only know, are we not building we'll new, we're though. we're abandoning existing. I thought that's what was happening. Maybe that I'm mistaken. I don't follow closely, <laughs> but um, but yeah, clearly the uh, the investment in the green energy sources has been uh, a lot of sunk costs. It has not worked out the way it was intended. Yeah, renewable energy is dumb. <laughs> Until they make batteries uh, to store that power. Good luck. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> but maybe we'll get there someday. All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Let's try Miss Malevolent again. Miss Malevolent, can you hear us? 
and I kicked her out. She might be on mobile. Miss Malevolent, are you there? Yeah, it's um, it's booting her out. I I have nothing yeah. to you. Mm-mm. Okay, uh, Miss Malevolent, one last shot. No, okay, I'm gonna drop her. This is a great opportunity to remind everybody. I suspect she's probably on mobile. I don't know, but if you yeah, have a computer, mobile. laptop, yeah. desktop, almost always works better than mobile. Mobile can work but it behaves rather oddly uh, on discord. So try to avoid those um, tablets or phones. If you can, let's try Raggle Fraggle. Raggle Fraggle. Are you there? Oh, Hey guys, what's up? What's on your mind? Uh, well, first thing, I guess I, I need to throw this comment out of there. Black Hawk down was the first DVD I ever bought. So really? Just, yeah. Just to throw out how old that movie is, how old I am, I guess. It came out what, like two th- early two thousands? When did it come out? Uh, two thousand and one. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Okay. I love that movie. Are you uh, Are you a fan of it? Yeah. Oh God, it's is it? It's one of those weird ensemble cast movies that you get to see everybody like before they really get famous or hit mm. their stride. So it's really cool. It's one of those. How come you movies. can say you love Black Hawk Down, but I can't say I that Pulp Fiction sucks my balls? Because we've already broken the rules. Oh, I, that's Pulp what Fiction I'm saying. is a very mediocre movie. It's like, hey, you stand alone on that it's, one. It's mid tier as far as Tarantino goes. Like, it's a mad movie in his his lineup. Anyway, um, so do you want, guys want to talk about Jesus or capitalism? Uh, we've had some religious themes tonight. I'd take your pick. I, I'll talk either. Do you have a preference plan? Nope. Okay. Uh, Jesus it is then. Okay. So I've been reading um, John Milton's uh, Paradise Lost. And one of the, the points in the story is that it's Jesus Christ in heaven before he is you know, made incarnate on earth that defeats the devil in the great battle between heaven and hell. And as far as my understanding of... Uh, Catholic doctrine, we reject reject the premise of Jesus having uh, omniscience, omnipotence, omnipresence. Uh, what is the basis for that? I'm, I I think Blonde would have the, the most to, to say about it. Do we reject that notion? I mean, I don't think that Jesus was limited in the same way that man was limited. He clearly was endowed with, I don't want to say supernatural powers, but he was made in the image of God in a way that we were not. He performed miracles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as Catholic, I, see, I'm, I'm not the person to ask about this because although I've been Catholic for a long time, I really don't know fuck all about my faith. I'm working on it, though. Um, but, I mean, do we wholly reject Jesus? Uh, my wife's and- the diehard Catholic uh, in between me and her, and she says yes. Um, his omniscience, his omnipotence. Uh, that's what she's saying. Yeah, right, right. But how does that explain um, knowledge of future events or uh, conducting miracles? I don't know. She doesn't. She relies on her brother who actually went to seminary. So I guess I'd have to talk to him uh, to get a more direct answer. But I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know the answer to this. I'm. I'm no Catholic scholar. I'm a half-assed Catholic at best. <laughs> okay. As far as the. Uh, the scripture that was quoted earlier that you guys are kind of scoffing at, or I don't know how to put it exactly, but uh, let people steal from you. Those, those quotes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the way that I look at it is that 
you're taking away their power. So the way that evil um, thrives is that it causes pain and suffering. The way to alleviate that is that when somebody steals from you, show them that they aren't hurting you. So you're you're literally taking the the wind out of the sails of evil, if you will. Yeah, but are they doing it to hurt you, or are they doing it to gain? You know, maybe both, but... Maybe. The other way, another interesting story that I've heard that's kind of in the vein is, I think it was Buddha. No, no, not Buddha. Uh, Some religious figure, and I'm sure the chat will uh, inform me on this, but there was a religious figure who received a, a criticism or an insult as a gift and he responded by simply smiling. Mm-hmm. And so a person came after the uh, the confrontation happened and asked him, why didn't you retort him or something after having um, insulted you? And he said, if someone gives you a gift and you don't accept it, whose gift is it? The states. <laughs> 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 It's just another way of thinking about the same kind of um, scripture. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to an explanation of, um, of what that, what is meant by those um, particular passages. Cause just base level layman understanding on their face, they make no sense to me, but maybe there's something I'm missing. Yeah. Mm. Me too. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the call, man. All right. Hey, I'm night. glad you're uh, taking my advice on um, the, uh, movie segment i've been enjoying it keep it up are you talking about the fifth sunday thing or what yeah yeah well no decisions have been made just yet but uh, all the same i'm still <laughs> enjoying later guys all right Bye-bye. see ya uh let's see let's try miss malevolent again miss malevolent are you there it's got to be the mobile thing unfortunate i always love hearing from her but maybe tonight is not the night uh let's see uh we can get an update from the double wide though uh how uh how's mod and company hey um um, she's uh she's doing fine you can ask her yourself if you want i mean i can give you her cell number if you want it's uh Uh, we can talk about that privately i might like to send mod a text or two for women does mod have an only fans i might inquire no 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 only fans okay no OnlyFans. You'll have to. It's uh, just her cell. Gotcha. Which, uh, and visitations only between I think uh, twelve and six or something like that. So okay. If you're going to visit her cell, you need to make sure it's between them hours. Ah, I see. Thank you for clarification. Yeah, it's about the fifth or sixth one they've had to transfer her to because of all the escape <laughs> attempts. Do they have a double wide jail cell? Uh, is, is uh, they need no. She has. She takes up about three cells. They had to knock the walls out. <laughs> Okay, which is surprising because like, they keep, like I said, they keep moving her from prison to prison because of all the escape attempts. Not, not her escaping all the other inmates. I was going to say, I know her agility is probably not what it used to be, but not not as good. Nope. Uh, all right. Man, well, what's, watching, on, what's in your mind? I've been looking at the news. Uh, I see hear that story. That horrible story is going on right now. I mean, or went came up uh, about the Olympics. What happened? Oh my God! This uh, Finland guy. Oh yeah, uh, skier. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, uh, yeah, his his penis became frozen. That's all. That's the headline that I saw. Did you see that, that is board? horrible? Blonde. What? Oh, did you see that headline? No, you guys broke up. 
Oh, uh, there was I, all I saw was the headline story from the Olympics. Yep. Finnish skier suffers frozen penis. No way. Okay. Let's see <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's not the that's not the best part of it. If you read down into the article, it says uh, it says Remy Lindholm, 24, Finland. Apparently, he spent over an hour on this 50 kilometer uh, free race and brutal temperatures and okay. caused his penis to become frozen. And then later on, it says that Lindholm noted it was the second time his penis became frozen during a cross-country skiing race. Oh. Does he have like a giant so, penis or is he like not tucking it? I don't know what, but apparently he didn't learn the first time. So oh, I would learn the first guy. time. Did he I get frostbite like, the first time? Like, how does it freeze without frostbite? What is frozen? What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Really cold or literally frozen? Because if it's literally uh, frozen, that's damaging. Isn't it? That's that frostbite, is, right? That's pretty badly, yeah. That's why I, it, that's why it's a terrible story to me. I mean, it's well, I got it. Now I'm curious. Yeah, Zeke got real upset about it. Zeke, by the way, he's also, speaking of that, he's also uh, a little upset about the mandates, but he does say that if there's going to be mandates, there needs to be, uh, speaking of a frozen penis, he says there needs to be uh, penis guards on blenders. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all been there. Uh, I know. I'm surprised. Well, you know, I mean, those things are like wide open. You know, it starts with a what starts with a big welcoming mouth ends in a whirling blade of death. And there just <laughs> needs to there needs to be something to protect guys from getting their junk mangled in that blender. He says so. That's he's proposing, fair and true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's proposing putting a cloth mask on the blender. Cloth <laughs> mask mandates for the blenders. He says cloth. He says cloth stops a penis from getting through anywhere. And this is something he has experienced with many times. So this guy says he had unbearable pain. Uh, that would imply yeah. to me damage. There's, there's he, I just, I just wonder, did he damage the actual flesh? Because if you, if you get severe frostbite, typically that's an amputation scenario. Oh, yeah. whoa! Now you're okay. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, that's been a little bit too brutal for me. I didn't. Okay. I cannot imagine. And have you that, ever seen? Uh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean. Oh to no, you. I just can't imagine that. Yeah, he, he got actual frostbite on it because that would be an entirely different headline. Like I'd have my dick cut off. But have you ever seen pictures of climbers or people trapped out in the cold and their feet after they get frostbite or any other uh, like appendage? Like the, their toes turn black. Yeah. And then they have to amputate them. Yep. They look like they were burned in a fire or something. I wonder if that happened to this guy. Yeah. Hmm. I hope not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> any other thoughts? But, uh, no, no. Just the just the blender thing. He's uh, he's already come up with some slogans, too. Um uh, he's already come up with a slogan for it. Uh, uh, mask would be smart on that new Cuisinart. Okay. When I finally talked him into, because his original one I didn't think would fly. It was um, a mask guard your pecker from that Black and Decker. <laughs> I don't think that would go too well in store. Anyway, yeah, that was about all I had to say. I'm sorry, right. I got distracted. I just found out that Peter Steele, who is dead, the lead singer of Typo Negative, posed for Playgirl. No, I, I, I got a text um, that he posed for Playgirl in like the early 2000s. And I had to see the, the photographs because he's a, a beautiful man. And that's that's what I was doing. Oh, OK. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dell. And uh, send right. our regards to the family, as always. I will do that. Y'all take care. OK, we could probably get one more in and then we have dangerous spaces to close as well. So let's check in with Eastern Promise. Eastern Promise, are you there? Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Well, so uh, I'm calling in from uh, from Honkistan, where all the trucks of peace. Are you saying uh, literally Ottawa or no, somewhere well, in Canada? Well, I'm, I'm a couple hours away, but okay. uh, you know, from Ontario. So yeah. it's been uh, yeah, it's been quite something. You know, the um, there's just God, there's so many angles to this. It just it makes your head spin. Yeah. Well, t- t- pick whatever one suits your fancy. I'm I'm 
I'm uh, curious what's okay, going to happen so, now so, yeah, too. So like if cho- it's choice of choice of three. Okay. Number one, BJ is a Fed. Number two, <laughs> yeah. martial law was accelerationist, right? And uh-huh. then number three, Canada just declared war on a fucking meme country. Meme country. I mean, I want to talk about BJ. It's your is your uh, pick. It's your call. All right, BJ, I'd, it is okay. Um, so this guy is a long-term, I want to say federal operative who's got ties to CSIS, which is kind of our, our CIA, uh-huh. right? Okay. Um, he's kind of been in the shadows for a while, but did you know his ties to quote unquote LGB Tory? I don't, what no. the hell is that? I don't know what that is. So t- Tory means like conservative party member and LGB Tory. So he's basically like a conservative gay advocate who's trying to, you know, campaign within conservative circles. Uh-huh. So he's he's a gay small hat. Right. What? <laughs> okay. Yes. And so right. a couple of years ago in the last one, of the last federal elections, he tried to infiltrate the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier's party. Right. And try to sow a lot of seeds of like anti-Muslim sentiment, right? To try and get the party totally off the rails. And it didn't work because the PBC actually had a few Muslim candidates running because they tend to be relatively libertarian since they've, you know, come to Canada and escaped Muslim hellholes. Uh-huh. But they're also socially conservative. So this whole thing started out as kind of a honeypot with BJ and then one other person. But I don't think they actually anticipated what happened in terms of the popular support for this thing. Right. But did you guys notice that BJ was not arrested? And then he's also the guy that was handling the money and was doing all the talking. Hmm. Well, he, I know he took some criticism for leaving Ottawa before arrest and I, you know, I'm going to let him speak on his own behalf about that. I I don't know what the strategizing or thinking was on that decision. Um, All I know is that he, he does work closely with Tamara and the other people involved. And if if they come out and well, she's not in position to say anything right now, I suppose, but she, she wouldn't be. Yeah, she absolutely wouldn't. But be. she, and, uh, I do know that she was the one running the original GoFundMe. Was there some kind of like change in management on that? So he latched on relatively subsequent to to, to that uh, to her involvement. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong; a lot of the actual truckers involved in this thing were totally legit. As was the support for this thing, which is why it kind of backfired because nobody expected so many people to get behind this cause, mm-hmm. and it erupted into like the most sort of patriotic celebration of you know freedom in Canada, the country's seen in in probably twenty years since the last Olympics. Um, but initially, it was basically a honeypot, which happened anyway, because if you were if you knew what you were doing, why would you use GoFundMe? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, they've been, they've been used for, they've been, they've been used successfully and unsuccessfully, I suppose. It's not that they've canceled a lot of important things to your point. They did it to Rittenhouse. They did it. They've done it to other people. Yeah. 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 Given the track record. And it turned, it turned into a honeypot anyway, right? Because the allegedly hacked data from give, send, go, um, that's what you don't think it was hacked. Do you think it was, uh, released otherwise? Well, 
I mean, it, it was, but it was, you know, that data made it readily into the hands of the media and the federal government. Like, who knows who this guy who hacked it really is and who funds him? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, Who knows if the one guy is even the actual source of it? He sure. just says he is, but nobody's confirmed sure. that as far as I've seen. That's right. And, and it totally turned into a honeypot because that's how people whose bank accounts got frozen. That's how the feds had their information. And then it also turned into this like neighbor stitch snitching campaign where you literally see, you know, posters of people's. And there was a Google map that was created with people's names, addresses and how much money they donated. So neighborhood Karens could literally put posters up on yeah. telephone posts. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not denying that. I just, is your allegation that the release of that no, information was done? Okay. I'm just trying to be clear, clear about what. Yeah, no, I'm, who, I'm, who, I'm, 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 go I'm ahead. just I'll, basically saying yeah. this, this guy is, um, politically connected. He's been tied to other, let's just say subversive movements within conservative sort of media and political circles in, in Canada uh -huh. and totally a fed, not legit. Plus, homosexual small hat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank, thank you for the uh, the details. Um, yeah. Okay. Any uh, we are we are up against the clock here, but if you want a final word, go for it. And unfortunately, my connection is like totally dropped out right now. Oh, yep. Live so said that. stand by. I hope to, I hope that you guys can hear us at least, even if the video is going to shit. Um, but. You know, stand. Uh, well, hopefully it'll come back here. So let me do what I can. And uh, did you have a final word for us, Eastern uh, Promise? Uh, yeah, just the whole thing about the martial law thing. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, my my take on that was that it was totally accelerationist. Um, the who the hell would ever invest in Canada after they create a fake emergency and steal people's money, right? Um, so you know, I I think that the cue here is crash the economy set up for an IMF reset of, of debts and like they're vying for um, digital currency tied to the QR code here. Sure. Um, I mean, I think I, this is on the playbook. All right. Thank you for the call. I hate to be abrupt, but like um, my internet no is worries. like non-functional right now. So oh, no. <laughs> thanks man. Um, yeah. People are having major problems. Yeah. Me. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Um, Cause it's like, it's totally dropped out now. Can they hear us? All right. Can mm -hmm. you guys, they can't oh, even yeah. hear audio. Yeah. They're saying audio is okay now. Okay. Maybe we just have to do, um, deal with uh, bad video for a minute. And if you guys can hear us, we'll work within that. But yeah, the, the video is like, I mean, we're, we're down to like dial up, uh, output right now. Tell you what, um, I could, let's see. I don't really have a lot of options here. Let's just, let's talk to dangerous spaces and we'll see if this corrects itself. And if not, um, we'll go from there, but, um, dangerous spaces you're up and, uh, thanks for your help. As always, I'll let you know that our connection to uh, the stream connection is like effectively dead right now. So I don't know. Okay. I might have to like cut the stream at any point or we'll, we'll see, but people can hear just, you all right. At least we'll just let you know, I was listening just then and the audio is perfect. Okay. Oh, well, okay. We could Video is screwed, but the audio is perfect. Okay. I tell you what, um, everybody, I'm just going to go ahead and cut the video for the moment and see if I can get this to come back. So you'll just see, uh, you know, the still slide. And let me work on this, and um, we'll hear from Dangerous Spaces in the meantime. What's on your mind, man? 
you're it's, you're happy with the minute ago you don't want to do something first there's not really much i can do there's and okay. and you know given that this um is mostly just an audio show that we post later the video is not of crucial importance so i don't want to you know delay fair, fair the stream and come back okay, to this well, okay well let's get to it so we're not you know we're not farting around too much um yeah. firstly just a, a really quick bit of housekeeping and i'll try and see if you can get me on for 30 seconds in a couple of weeks at the end of the show daylight savings is coming up guys for america so if you're outside of the u.s as of the 13th of next month i think it is the sunday and the wednesday shows will be an hour earlier for anyone outside the u.s which means if you're wanting to get on for a call you need to make sure you're a little bit earlier to do the roll call so just something for people to keep keep in mind so all right well thanks for that um anyway i I had two topics I came up with, either basically the idea that political views you could be... I've got an analogy for the way people are treated politically in general or continuing the conversation from the Monday uh, hangout where we kind of got gotten a big conversation in the last two minutes about people labelling you and and that being a problem. I don't know if you guys have a preference. What conversation? Labelling uh, It was what? on my hangout, so... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, take your pick, man. Whatever your preferences, go for it. Well, okay. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll go with the political views one because I've brought up an analogy and I've had people literally say I've not really, um, I've not really thought of it this way. So maybe I'll see what you guys think. You know what? I'll use black people as an example of of how Democrats um, treat them. If you're uh, in an individual relationship with another person, that person said. Only I can help you do things. You can't do them for yourself. Um, No one else is going to love you, basically, is sort of the way you could put it. Um, If you have a different viewpoint than the one I say that you probably should have, I'm going to call you all sorts of names and and (laughs) be very abusive. If that was an individual relationship, how would we actually view that? Uh, You wouldn't be friends. That's That's not a person you should hang out with. Or in yeah. a romantic relationship, for sure. Exactly, it would just and that's one domestic thing. abuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be abusive, and that's the thing that just blows my mind when you look at it and go, "This is abusive behavior, guys. This is um, this uh, oh, oh, so you got the video working by the looks of it." Well, I did, and I had a good connection back, and then I kicked the video back up, and then it dipped again. So just you know, carry on. Oh, okay, whatever. Okay. Um, but I just look at that and I go, I brought it up to people before and they've actually literally said to me, they've kind of, oh, I've not really thought about it that way. But it is. It's exactly the same behavior as if you're in a domestic violence, sort of like an emotionally abusive sort of relationship. And it just blows my mind that people struggle to recognize that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but I think, um, not that it's right. I think people view their relationship with government on a totally separate plane than they view their relationship with um with other people in their lives. They think that government exists on a separate moral plane and can do all sorts of immoral things to them that their friends or their family or their romantic partners couldn't. They just, yeah. I think people operate in a worldview that if the government does it, it's okay because they're the government and they just don't think yeah. about it in the terms you're describing that your relationship with government isn't actually different than your relationship with anybody else. Uh, we just we we've been conditioned to believe that it is, but it's not. And if you wouldn't accept it with your neighbor or your friend or the person that you're dating, you shouldn't accept it from them either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And these all should be consensual relationships, but really they're not. Yeah. But it's just the amazing thing to just to watch um, just in terms of 
and and I think you're right in terms of they do view it as some sort of different relationship, and it's like, but it's not. It's exactly the same. These these are individual people that you put into a position of authority over you over you. Sure. So the nature of the relationship is maybe a little bit different, but the fact of the matter is, it's still one person calling you names if you won't actually agree with them. Um, the, I suppose the other big one these days as well is this: you are going to wear this because we tell you to. That's also very abusive in terms of relationships. Yeah, yeah. That's an absolute domestic uh, domestic violence um, sort of uh, signifier, and the idea of you are going to wear what we tell you to wear and things like that. You know. Um, it, it just blows my mind to watch people kind of accept that and go, "Oh yeah." Well, th- these are people being just as abusive to you as if they were in a romantic relationship with you one on one. And yeah, yeah I, I, I know it kind of frustrates me, but you know, I, I would hope that if no one's ever heard that analogy, maybe try that. I don't know if it's going to work on everyone, but um, maybe it might. I, you yeah, know, maybe bring that. People yeah. just don't think about it in the terms that you're describing, so it's possible they just never never thought about it in that way so it never hurts to try yeah and they scream at you and call you names anyway but at least you tried (laughs) yeah but yeah but especially especially the name calling one really blows my mind of of you know you said racist words it's like you're literally calling people uncle tom and coon because of their skin color and because of the ideas and the behavior that you view that they engage in that you think is wrong it's like you're that's a racial slur you're not calling it to a person that's white it's specifically about a person that's a, a black person that's not behaving in the right way. The uh, well, uh, what is uh, who was it? Was it Justice Thomas? The uh, uppity black people that deign to think for themselves. I think is how yeah. he said it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that quote, but uh, it sounds like something he might say. That is what he oh, said. Oh, you know, oh, I'll have to go find it and send it to you. It was, it was a good it speech. Was during, yeah. It was during his um when he was uh trying to be put on the Supreme Court at the time. Oh, like the publicly eviscerate, eviscerated. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else before we let you go? Uh, no, I think that's it. Again, I might try. I might message you in a couple of weeks um, and just see if I can get on for thirty seconds just to remind people. But sure. again, uh, it's like two weeks, people. Uh, daylight savings, so it will be earlier for anyone outside of America. Joe, so, and it's, again, especially for call-in show, I don't want people showing up like an hour late and going, "Oh, hang on, they're already going. Right. What's going on?" Yeah. You know? So. Well, thank you for your help as always, and um, have a good night. Appreciate it. Yep. No worries. See ya. You guys have a good one. All right. Okay, that'll do it on calls. Uh, thank you for the calls tonight, guys, and uh, appreciate your patience. If you weren't able to get in, appreciate your patience with the connection, too. I have brought the video back up, and it seems like it's treading water for They're now. It's doing okay, yeah. Um, so I'm going to leave it up, and we'll we'll get through the email questions, and we'll get to your chats, and we'll call it a stream, and um, you know, hopefully this resolves it. You get these hiccups sometimes and they usually resolve themselves, but I'll be sure to test it out before Sunday so we don't run into the same problems, ideally. Um, but if, you, uh, if you'd if you like to send us an email question, as I mentioned, the one and only way to do that is through the call-in show question form that's on the contact page of my website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Uh, look for the call-in show question form. And we will uh, get to those questions at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Viking Jesus's girl says, uh, hey, Matt, uh, would you say that in some areas there can be objective goodness without the need for a higher power? For example, are there good and bad financial decisions or good and bad moves in chess that aren't mere matters of opinion? Well, I suppose uh, 
good in the context of chess is measured as its effectiveness toward winning the game. But but I but I have a problem with this question though because she's talking about moral goodness first and then uses an example of things that I think are probably morally neutral. Yeah, exactly. Um, good uh, financial decisions may not be morally neutral. I mean, there are immoral there are immoral financial decisions against others, such as theft. And there are immoral financial decisions as they relate to yourself, as in yeah, having a gambling addiction. Uh, yeah, but what about like, like getting a coffee every day? Yeah, is there, but in that context, certainly there's gray area. We could talk about, is that like some kind of vice that's immoral to yourself? But the the question is, what is the source of that morality? Right. Where did that come from? And to me, it the answer can't be just whatever we decide is moral or immoral as human beings. There's got to be some kind of moral framework that it, that exists outside of us with which we make reference uh, to make those judgments. So is there good and bad outside of a higher power pursuant to purposes like chess? Sure. But, but yeah, to your point, I don't think those are moral judgments. Right. Right. So when, when we talk about good and bad, I, I want to be clear. We're, we're talking in the moral context, not just um, do you win the game of chess or checkers or not? Yeah. Um, okay. That was a question for you. So I will skip that one. Uh, Lost crusader. Love what you two do one day. I'll go for an actual call. I've got two very different questions. Been curious about both of your answers. Matt, you often talk about coming around from lefty positions through honest conversations. How would you recommend opening that conversation with someone who is a bit prone to an emotional response? You mm. first, and then we'll go to my question. Um, the successful conversations that I've had have always been um, questions about things they believe, but not in a gotcha, trappy kind of way. Like, okay, um, well, first of all, you have to make sure that this person's open to like a political conversation. Mm -hmm. And generally, I will have asked that explicitly. Like, well, are you sure you want to talk about this? Because it usually kind of goes south. But if they want to talk about it, then, yeah, I just I ask about, OK, you believe this is good or you like this policy, you like this candidate. Why? What's the what's the base level value that you've used um, to make that judgment? And yeah. get down to those first principles and then start talking about them in other contexts. So, for example, talked about how I got sort of switched on guns because I would have people threaten me on the Internet. And I've always been a free speech guy. And I know I would never suppress the speech rights of other people because one person was making threats on the Internet. So why would I suppress the gun rights of broad groups of people because exactly, one yeah. person uh, abused his gun rights and I couldn't answer that question. There was an inconsistency um, that I discovered in my own worldview. And the thing is with those conversations, the, su the successful conversations I've had, it's never the person says, wow, you convinced me. I have changed my worldview. It's, you plant the seed. Yeah. And you get those gears spinning and then you talk to them later and suddenly you've noticed they have some different thoughts or they've thought about it. And applied that thinking to different areas and you watch it happen. And uh, that's a great thing. So to, to be more brief in answering that question, ask good faith, first principle based questions. Yeah. Not like I'm going to get you in a contradiction and I'm going right, to laugh right. at you. Just like, why do you believe what you believe type stuff? Socratic method. Um, he also said, Blonde, is there any one significant moment that started your path to the straight and narrow? I struggle with alcohol right now, and I'm trying to find that the right path. 
any input would be much appreciated. Um, oh, my life had just become so unmanageable. I was just circling the drain. You know, a lot of people don't quit until they hit rock bottom. And it's like, I don't think you have to do that. Like, you don't have to wait for your life to get as bad as my life was. Um, but something I will say about my alcoholism that was really helpful for me, even though it was really terrible, it was a problem from the first time I drank. It wasn't like I drank a little bit and it got wor worse and worse. It was like I went balls to the wall the first time I drank, blacked out, you know, puked all over myself. And I was like, that was so much fun. And then I just like did it again for like five years hmm. um, or six years or something. And it's like... I didn't have to have one specific thing that happened, like a whole bunch of really bad shit happened. Um, and then I was just like, I I physically can't do this anymore. Like, I'm going to die. Um, I'm never going to have a family. Like, my life is, is this is what my life is going to be if I don't quit. And then I just, I just had to quit. And since I quit, which was like, what, 11 years ago, there have been two or three occasions that I've drank. One of them I got really wasted. And then the other times I had like two or three glasses of wine. But it's been many, many years since with complete abstinence, and I am never tempted to drink. So if you can just get past that first, that first uh, hurdle, um, you can do it. Just don't let your life get so bad. Don't wait for like one terrible thing to happen to get you to quit drinking. If you struggle with alcohol and you know that drinking is going to make your life worse, why don't you just quit before your life gets worse? Hmm. Um, thank you for that. This is Swiftner. Hey, Matt and Blonde, thoughts on this theoretical restructuring our Congress of re our Congress and Senate? Um, apportion congressional representatives by county, county equivalent, and incorporated urban areas with populations fifty thousand plus, and expand senators to three per state. Mm, require a supermajority in both houses to adopt nationwide legislation and regional adoption of legislation with Senate and regional Congress supermajorities. What pros and cons come to mind? Okay, it sounds like it's more locally based. That's good. Um, I don't particularly like the idea of having of, of Congress being larger. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't know. I'd have to have the perceived benefit explained to me here because um, a portion representation by county. Oh, so you want one per county, not we're going to draw the congressional lines by county lines. Oh, that's okay. So, so no I get, okay. so that would be, we're t how many counties are, are we talking one rep per county that you would have a gigantic Congress and maybe the benefit there is it's hard to get that many people into your pocket from a lobbying perspective or something, but there's also diminishing returns when you just have that many people. Do you really need that many people to accomplish the job? And do we really need that many more yeah. politicians? Three senators per state, same idea. I, I, what for me, it's about having states have equal representation. So I, I don't actually care that much if it's a guy or four guys if they're doing their original right. constitutional job of representing their states. Remember, we they used to be picked by the state legislatures, then we directly elected them, and now they're more kind of representatives of people as opposed to representatives of the state. But I, I just don't see the benefit of an additional three there. Uh, super majority for nationwide legislation. I mean, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of already have that with the, um, with the filibuster in the Senate uh, on non-budgetary items, but any kind of gigantic uh, policy outside of the budget, we basically already have regional law. I 
don't see how that would be any different than what we have with the states. And and would that actually take away the power of the states? Would that just right. be kind of like a mini federal agency? I don't necessarily like that idea either because I don't want to be in probably the region of Colorado and have Colorado dominate Montana politics yeah. with some regional law bullshit. Right. So I, I just, maybe I'm missing the intended benefit here. I just don't see. I don't see any benefit here. Yeah, I there's there's nothing here that I'm really that I think solves a lot of the problems that we face, to be honest. But I'm open to know. a follow up if you can explain the the what the intended benefit is. Um, this is from Bart. Uh, last week, actually this week, watching, watching this episode right now, you're speaking of Catholicism. I have a question. Is it true that Catholics believe that Jesus died but didn't rise from the dead? Three days later, is that why he is still on the cross on uh, in the crucifix? Is the crucifix the sole domain of the Catholics? I need answers. Thank you. No, in the Apostles' Creed, it says, you know, he died and on the third day he rose again, in fulfillment of the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. I, I'm unfamiliar with this. Maybe I don't know anything about my faith. I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is wrong, though. Um, I can't tell you about the. I can't tell you about Catholic tenets. So I have to agnostic. punt on that one. Gnostic has the wool been pulled over our eyes to hide the persistence of the supernatural forces present in the Bible and global mythology. It makes sense when you take the schizo pill and recognize that the people pulling the strings are a literal cult of power and their current generation is unoriginal. See Pearl Harbor, 9-11, hmm. um, January 6th. The persistence of supernatural forces present in the Bible and global mythology. Well, I don't know if the wool has been pulled over our eyes, but we've been... Um, coaxed into widespread secularism which would make it more difficult for people to recognize evil forces amongst us i just take this to mean that like lucifer runs congress and i'm on board with that premise is that really what we're getting at i'm pretty sure he's talking about the jews <laughs> oh okay I, mean, I didn't get that premise out of it there was a lot of but... uh, dog whistling language in there I, yeah, I, it's, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the um, what the premise of the question is there. But if it is that evil people are among us um, in positions of power, yeah, sure. I can There's see a that. wider lesson there, though. It's that we can't protect ourselves from, from evil satanic forces without the armor of God in society. We, we hmm. cannot do it just as men. Um, this is from no name. Uh, how would you define evil? I define it as anything that infringes on the, on our God given agency, i.e. murder deprives you of your right to choose rape, etc. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that there's a, there's a natural element and a divine element to this, which are basically overlapping uh, what is going to cause harm to your fellow man and what God does not want you to do to preserve the dignity of fellow man. Okay. And so I, I basically agree with you, although I'm not sure if I really care about the infringement on our agency as much. Like, I think that there are moral truths that should override somebody's uh, ability to freely express their agency. Hmm. Okay, I think I think I follow. I think we addressed this before and I never really ironed it out, um, like the difference between evil and immoral. Yeah, because to me, there's a lot of overlap there. But are they the same exact thing? Um, yeah. yeah, I think so. Or maybe. Maybe there's an intent element 
to me, there's there's immorality without intent. There's kind of accidental or unaware immorality that that we can all commit and probably all do on a daily basis. Evil to me, just in my own thinking about it, thinking out loud, and maybe I'm way off base because I haven't put a lot of thought to this, but evil to me implies an intent. It's like an imp- it's an intent to undermine or reject or work in opposition to that moral framework that we're talking about. Right. Whereas you can be immoral without the same kind of express intent. But maybe I'm wrong. Does evil always require intent to be evil or can you be accidentally evil? I guess you kind of can. You be accidentally evil, can't you? Mm, I think it's a different thing then. I don't know. I'll probably have to defer to some further thought on this because I clearly don't have it all organized in my head. But um, that would be my answer, my own personal definition for now. An intent to oppose or reject or undermine the natural moral framework would be evil. Okay, that's fair. Is porn freedom of speech? Um, This is way too long. All right. Okay. Uh, In communities... Uh, .win and alt tech discussion board. There's an ongoing debate whether to ban porn or not. Those against banning it autistically scream must slippery slope and all or nothing. Those for banning it state that porn is not speech. What is there to discuss? But a generate mind rot that harms individuals and communities that the one can find anywhere else on the internet. I would adopt Gab's policy of anything allowed in the um, U.S. but no porn. Hey, a uh, discussion of whether to legally ban porn and punish those who make it and consume it are not part of this discussion for me. Is it merely a question of is Gab less free for speech for is less free for speech by panning by banning hmm. porn? Where do you fall in this debate? I mean, I think it's clearly not speech per se. I mean, there are um, there are legal precedents for defining pornography, uh, the difference between pornography and art. Uh, and I, I agree with Gab's policy on this. I, I don't think this is a speech issue. I think those lines are a lot blurrier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To say that this is art, this is porn. I I I do worry about that slippery slope. Um, but yeah, but like my, here's my peeing a chick is not <laughs> art. Well, what if you painted it in oil and made it very uh, very very fancy looking? I don't know. Um, my issue with porn too is not just does it count as speech. To evaluate this from not a moral perspective, but from a legal one, like should it be banned or not, I have to evaluate if anyone's rights are violated. And I certainly grant the premise that porn is damaging um, to the people who are participating in it. I think that their ability to live normal lives after doing that is probably greatly damaged to the people who consume it. Your perception of what sexuality is and what family ought to be, that's probably damaged too. Yeah, Um, definitely, definitely. That said, the production of it, provided that everybody is engaged in this consensually, their rights have not been violated. And the con- and the consumption of it, to the extent that you go searching for it and find it, I can't say that your rights have been violated there with the possible exception of easy access for minors who don't necessarily have the same sort of consent that, that we all have, uh, that we have as an adult. So I could understand maybe uh, from a legal perspective, restricting access for children. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know that I, w- I would go much further legally because my, my framework for evaluating what the law ought to do is, is the securing of the rights uh, of, of everybody's rights in that arrangement. 
and if if people's rights aren't violated, I I don't want the law to crack down on that. What I want is people of solid moral character who choose of their own volition not to participate yeah, in the yeah. production or the consumption. That's that's what I want. But, but if we can't do that as a society, then you yeah. Know. And and in Gab's case, I mean that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Do I do I think that there is um a gap like is Gab not a free speech platform because it disallows uh porn i don't not any less than if they said like we we're talking about earlier if they said no oil paintings on gang right. i mean there there's speech word speech and then there's speech that's kind of artistic expression video um artwork music like is music speech yeah it, it to the extent that it's speech it exists somewhere in that sort of gray area um and if you want to if you want to separate those things and say sp- speech is a matter of strictly words, it's not that um, fundamentally that's what that gab is. But I want everybody to be able to define that within their own space. And it's not um, I don't know that that we kind of got into this on Sunday a little bit. I don't know that Torba and, and I would be in perfect alignment on that, but I don't think that he's some free speech um, opponent because of his decision to do that on gab. No, sorry, I'm putting my sock on. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. June says, um, "Blonde, do you shop for your kids' clothes at Carter's and Baby Gap, or uh, and yeah, and Baby Gap?" Uh, no, my friend, uh, my best friend, has a baby clothes store. It was called Relic, and now it's called Alabaster Baby Co. in Coeur d'Alene. I think she does stuff online, and I get all of my baby stuff from her. She's the best. Eliana. Hmm. Um. Okay. And this was no name. I'm amazed that Gillian Maxwell is still alive. What are the reasons for her survival? I mean, at this point, I don't think she's going to rat. And um, it would just be too obvious, maybe. And we don't know if she's going to survive. We don't know. Is she alive? Yeah, really. Do we know? <laughs> she on a beach with Epstein? We don't know. Um, yeah. th- this is Richie. I've spoken to a relative who is a retired high-ranking police officer he told me that the newer police entrance exams are designed to reward compliant officers who follow orders from up high. The ones who think critically are being weeded out. No thinking of the Constitution in the day-to-day application of their jobs. Many Massachusetts state troopers, for instance, are being fired for not taking the jab. How long do you think it will be before American police officers resemble the Ottawa police? Is it going to be location-specific? I think that we're going to see it in cities first. We already are. Yeah. And then it's going to spread um, to rural areas. But yeah, that's- I, I think particularly if you talk about um, federal police or even military, the, part of the the trouble um, is when you send people to abuse communities, if they're members of that community, they're going to be a lot more conscious of the abuse that they're doing. If they've come from a thousand miles away to yep. enforce the law of Washington, D.C. or elsewhere, they don't yeah. care because it's not their neighbors. It's not their friends. These aren't people they know. They're just yeah. uh, faceless thugs they have to crack down on. So are we far off from what we saw in Ottawa? I, don't, I think we're one order away. I, if Biden made a similar order, there's no shortage of police officers who would do exactly what we just saw and worse. Right. Even if there are a whole bunch of good ones who never would. Um, do they have critical mass to do that everywhere in the country at the same time? I would like to think not. Could they do it in major cities? probably pretty effectively yeah i i have no doubt yeah yep uh brandon i want to ask another hypothetical suppose you had a friend who had a child then suppose one day your friend says something implying 
He has had sex or will have sex with said child. Should you contact the police or should this be protected as free speech? If the former, shouldn't parents be free to decide what goes into their child's bodies? (laughs) If the latter, what is the basis for valuing of speech, especially when it protects acts of evil? Is this the same person that asked this previous question? I don't know. Um, Okay. Obviously, if... This is it was not said in a joking manner or something like that. If you if you are actually perceiving that this person is a threat to their child, you need to contact authorities like I I would not be more concerned about protecting somebody's individual free speech rights than the the well-being of a child. I I, well, you have to have a legal standard, though. And on this one, I would say um, the same the, the same sort of incitement standard would apply if you're talking about, hey, this is stuff I like to I suppose if it's a confession in the past, you say, I did this, you'd have to clarify. Yeah. Are you confessing to a crime? And if someone's confessing to a crime, that obviously has legal implications. But if you're talking about a future action or things you would like to do. You can't do anything about that legally. Unless it's unless it's specific. Um, and if it is, then then there. Yeah, there's a standard for that. But are, I guess I'm. I'm confused. Are we talking about how this should be handled legally or whether you should hang out with that guy? Because if someone makes that joke handled legally, you handled legally, I'd be very strict about that because I don't want people arrested for joke making or for speaking um, for thought just, crimes. Right. Yeah. E- even if they are disgusting thoughts like that, that, that get back on the slippery slope here, but that you, you've got to have strict, clearly defined objective standards or else it's just, I don't like that guy. He should probably go to jail. And I don't, I don't want that. Um, So uh, that, that as with any crime the incitement standard would be the one that I would apply. So do you have a specific plan to do something? Is it realistically achievable? And is it imminent to, uh, to happen? Imminent. Yeah. And specific. Yep. Um, Cheesemaker. Does a president need to represent all of their country's citizens? Why or why not? I mean, Clearly not. That's an impossibility. Okay, what does represent mean? I suppose what um, because you should you should protect them all the same to the extent that you are the executive of the law law enforcement. To be a representative suggests that you have somewhat aligning ideological viewpoints. Yeah. That's that's impossible. It's impossible to represent them demographically, which a lot of people obsess over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's impossible to represent people, yeah, in, in views or personal identity characteristics. But but if but that was never really the goal. Either. The goal was I swear an oath to uphold the Constitution in the case of our country and protect and defend the rights of the people. And in that, the people are un- are are equal. They're universal. So. In the ideal version there, yeah, because it doesn't matter whether I like you or not. You have rights just the same and they deserve the same level of security as anybody else. Yeah. On that, I would hope we could agree, but we rarely do anymore. It's like uh, the your political office is just yet another weapon to wield against your enemies. A nice hot cup of tea. Why do you think the N-word is so offensive? Others say things like because of the history of slavery and oppression, but I don't find this a convincing explanation for why the slur for blacks is so much worse than any other slur. Yeah, I don't uh, really understand. I think that at one point it became like um, a way for black people to wield their power over us. It's like the Holocaust, but for black people. And then like if you say (laughs) it, they can just totally destroy you even though black people use it conversationally all the time in terms of like the actual content of the word, 
it's clearly no worse than other racial slurs. I I agree um, with that diagnosis. Yeah, that that the why do you think it's so offensive in ninety nine plus percent of cases? The person claiming to be offended is not at all. They just recognize that if they claim that, that gives them a club to beat their opposition with. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And even even if you are offended again by the utterance of a word. Now, maybe you might be offended if you said you specifically you are an N word. OK, maybe that's a personal insult. I'm, a, I'm offended on my own behalf. But if you just hear the word generically. Yeah. Not specific to you. If that actually offends you tough i'm sorry it's it's a sound like you don't get some license to control other people on because you heard a sound that you find upsetting yeah of course you stop listening to that sound um gilgamesh hey blonde and matt are both of you uh seeing enough of the police being a tool of the government to now admit that the police aren't on our side why does gilgamesh i swear to god what i have never said that we should always back the blue because of my previous drug history, I think that we should always be skeptical of police. I have a deep <laughs> distrust of police in my heart. Um, and obviously, they're going to be used as tools of authoritarians. It's There's a historical precedent. In sure. every society, this has been an issue. Well, Nobody should blindly trust police. No, of course. But you I shouldn't. do think that most of them are still pretty good. You shouldn't trust people. You should trust principles. But that uh, tools of the government... Of course, to the extent that we grant that government has legitimate but narrow and specifically defined purposes, of course, they're tools of the government. But when the purpose of government gets corrupted, guess what? So, too, does the agents. Uh, so, too, do the agents of the government, which is what we're watching right now. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm still convinced that obviously government has a a. a a purpose that should be upheld law enforcement has a purpose that should be upheld, even if it is being destroyed and perverted right now. But I guess I don't, I don't mean to speak so dismissively about the alternative. I just need it explained to me. How, how do we handle justice and law enforcement in the absence of government? That's kind of implied by the, the question there. So I don't want to put words in Gilgamesh's mouth. I don't know if that's what he means, but we could do these things privately. It's not that they're not achievable. Um, But does that mean that someone who doesn't have the ability to, say, hire a a police force to go handle the people who've been stealing from him, does he just never see justice? Yeah. And I know we kind of talked about this on Sunday or prior. Justice is a commodity in many respects with the system we have currently. I'm fully aware of that. So it's not like what we have right now is, is perfect, but... I guess it comes down to the fundamental question. Do we agree that government has legitimate purpose or not? That's a very important not. question for us to answer. And you can be on the other side of it. I'm not saying that's a crazy or wrong perspective. I, I, I do believe that government has a legitimate purpose that ought to be upheld. And to that extent, police have a legitimate role. That's my view. But yeah. 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 I just don't see anarchy as a as a plausible alternative, but maybe well, there's some to, system. If you're going to have a an anarchist society, the people have to be trustworthy, and they're clearly not. Yeah, you got to have really awesome neighbors for many many miles. <laughs> anarchy for it to work. in a Mormon society, cool. Sign uh, me up. Yeah, probably would work. 
anarchy with a bunch of black people in Minneapolis, I'm out. Like, no okay. fucking way. I'm not doing this. The, um, also, also the white commies of Portland, too. I want to give yeah, them but their credit. I find them less physically threatening. Uh, pff, well, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, You can choose between, like, weak, limp-wristed, like, Portland faggot white guy or... <laughs> Big, they might, you know, ghetto ass Jamal. Who would you choose? Are you serious? Um, well, guns, guns equalize all of those things too. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, crazy custodian Matt, do you take some solace in the fact that even liberals like Bill Maher can look at Canada and recognize how things have gotten out of hand? Perhaps the stripping of freedoms are becoming so obvious that American liberals can notice. Bill Maher has always been this fucking. I know you asked Matt. Never mind. Go ahead. If you want to hate on Bill Maher, go for it. Um, but He's I guess always this- done this like controlled opposition thing. This was totally a question for you where he like recognizes the legitimate grievances on the right and says that he's this free speech guy. But then he has these mind bogglingly retarded takes and then like all this vitriol for Trump and stuff. And then he personally is a huge degenerate. So like I understand that some people on the left are going to um, they're going to recognize this. But that doesn't mean that they can be listened to or trusted or that they're representative of a larger movement amongst people that are still leftists. I used to be an every week Bill Maher listener um, up until about when did he say the N word and then had Ice Cube on to flog himself? That's when I was off. It was it was 2017, maybe even 2018. Uh, And his show used to his show. Well, I haven't watched for a few years now, so I don't want to improperly criticize it, but up until when I quit watching, he used to have opposition voices on a lot. And it seemed like that faded a little bit more over time. It was just uh, a lot of left-wing talking heads who all agreed with each other. But then I know he's had some uh, some decent voices of recent uh, reason on lately because I've seen the clips. And as far as Bill Maher, um, I, he's like an inch away from properly abandoning the Democratic Party. Is he, it's, though? It, th- is this he is really? what. It's not that I agree with everything. Uh, it's not that I agree with all the things he says, which you know is a stupid thing to say. Regardless, I don't agree with everything he says. But th- I think fundamentally, he's a he's a pro freedom person, and he somehow still thinks that the Democratic Party is a pro freedom party. Uh, in what regard, I have no idea. They don't stand for freedom in any. He's way. either stupid or majorly in denial. Neither yeah, of which is a, is a useful quality for me. I I. I it seems like he's he's so close to having so much more clarity. He just never fully crosses or never fully makes that final step. Well, because he's not self-actualized. Mm. When you're a self-actualized individual, you could be like, wow, everything I've believed my entire life has been total horseshit. Yeah. And I guess I have to go the other way. Like he'll give you a, a little bit here and there, but still not enough that he has to reform his entire worldview or tell everybody that what he's believed has been yeah. largely stupid. He, he's really and the free tested, speech thing. It's not big enough. It, it needs to be something bigger than that. He's really tested my patience too on coming around on some Corona things. And I always try to, I try to stick to the idea and the principle that when someone comes around to the right idea, you should greet them positively and you should sort of welcome them and not rip them for being late to the party. It's really testing me with some of the stuff Bill Maher is saying though, because he'll quote, statistics and data that are not new yeah it's like i'm glad you have discovered these two years after the fact oh i know but Jeez. these are not new and it's not really 
I don't want to sound self. It's not like a brave thing to do now once Omicron has effectively worked its way out and people yeah. all kind of realize this is bullshit. I'm not trying to like. I'm just saying it was a lot tougher. The, the information was available and it was a lot tougher to do two years ago to stand yeah. against the crowd and say this is wrong. And all the premises he's now saying would have stood two years ago. He just didn't, you didn't do have, that. Yeah. That's how that's how you can tell if somebody's brave. Are they doing this when uh, they 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 can pop potentially or do become pariahs for saying what needs to be said at the time when it's relevant? Like telling yeah. me that masks don't work in 2022. Fucking great. Thanks yeah. a lot. I really appreciate even, it. Talk even to me Leanna like two Wen years ago. is yeah. on board with that. Yeah. Funhouse yeah. Leanna Wynn. Um, yeah. And then he also said, uh, Blonde, any chance I can get you to rant on any news you have on the subject of Elizabeth Holmes <laughs> and the whole fairness debacle? Um, I hear Hulu is making a TV show on the subject. I don't think our sentencing hearing has happened yet. Honestly, though, this whole thing has kind of made me respect her a little bit because just using like she's like a five or a six, you know, she's like she's not totally ug or anything like that. But she was able to wield like her small amount of sexual power into a valuation of a billion dollars for a company that didn't even exist. Like people that have these these abilities to manipulate at such a like the Tinder swindler. I'm kind of like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> like everybody you, needs to watch that documentary if you have not. Yeah. Or um, that ch- that German heiress chick that I was telling you about. Uh, oh, yeah. Adobe. I haven't I haven't watched that. That show kind of sucks, but I love Julia Garner. Um, I mean, there's something truly impressive about somebody that holds such a level of confidence that they're able to swindle people for millions and billions of dollars without ever having to show any evidence that they've created anything at all. It's, it's a beautiful story. It just, it's got everything. It just shows people for um, how little they know about, about the technology sector and everything like that. And, and how much people are willing to invest in young women if they see that they have potential because of the feminist culture we live in. I just love this uh, this Elizabeth Holmes thing. Mm. She even had a baby so that she wouldn't go to jail. Wow, yeah. that's dedication. I don't and know she, about her. After all this shit, she married like a hot hotel heir 10 years her junior. Yeah. Like she's still pulling it off. It's like, <laughs> like you evil bitch, right on. <laughs> I don't know the specifics of her story, so I don't know how she bullshitted her way to the top necessarily. But I can say that when you say things confidently, people buy into it, even if yeah. it's complete bullshit. If you're if you have the ability to speak confidently about things you either don't know about or um, are trying to deceive about even actively, like if you just give people the impression I'm a leader, I know what I'm talking about. People sign on. And yeah. uh, that's why you always got to maintain a, a critical skepticism of, of even the most uh, charismatic people. Yep, totally. Even the most well, well-meaning or seemingly well-meaning people. Um, incompetent hands. Hey, Blonde, I don't know if you saw it, but Dan Crenshaw took some heat for comparing Jesus to Superman. I didn't see the original comments, but when questioned about it by a 10-year-old girl, he snapped at her. Guys, a dub is a faggot for sure. But as I'm trying to get into the Bible, it's the narrative and parables that draw me in. I understand Christians consider the Bible the word of God. So how would you advise I broach the subject in the future? You guys, stop asking me about religion. I don't know anything. Seeing contemporary stories reflect the Bible is what got me interested in faith. Matt, does the prose and wisdom in the writing do anything for you? Thanks in advance and keep going with Father Mike. I do love Father Mike. 
I haven't, I I can't comment on the, on the scripture stuff because I have not done my, I'm just not there yet. I like, I've thought about doing some Bible study classes and things and um, I don't really have an excuse for not starting that yet, but I have the interest, but I can't comment on, you know, the wisdom and the writing or anything like that. That's my, my interest in this stuff is so broad level concepts. Like where does morality come from that the specifics of say Bible scripture, I'm just not, I've not arrived there, but it's, it's possible to get there. Yep. Um, we're good. Did you have any more to say about that at all? No. Did you, uh, by the, on the Crenshaw thing, I just wanted to. I didn't know that, that, but that guy's always been a dick. You didn't see that happen. Uh-uh. So I want to be as fair as possible. Uh, he was on, I think it was Jocko's podcast or somebody's podcast. And he, there goes the connection again in perfect timing. Oh, no. Great. Um, he was talking about hero archetypes. And how we all need uh, a hero, even if that hero is not like a, even if that hero is kind of exaggerated or mythical. And he made the point he was talking about Superman. He said Superman and Jesus Christ and even real people. And that really bothered I, to me. The I don't I didn't take that to mean that he doesn't believe in Jesus Christ or doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is was real or anything. It's just people talking on a podcast. and He's making a point about heroes and how they have value in our minds. And he put Jesus Christ in there. So it didn't bother me. It did bother some people. But he was confronted about that. at I think some kind of campaign event or a fundraising event by a 10 year old girl who read him the quote and asked him about it. And he said something to the effect of or she said, how do you how do you square this? And he said, uh, it was something like, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and how dare you question my faith? Or you never question my faith again. It was very snippy. Um, and to me, the answer was very, very easy. It's just, yeah, I understand how that sounds sort of off. You have to understand I was speaking on a podcast off the cuff. I personally uh, have faith in Jesus Christ, and I believe he was a real man. And... Um, any uh, implication otherwise is not what I intended to say with that statement. You could just say yeah. that, but he got really snappy with the girl, which was really weird. Yeah. He's always been a dick. Hmm. Um, we're good. All right. Uh, let's catch up with the chat and we'll call it a night. Did you read the one on Honkler, Matthew Malloy? Honkler saved us. I don't know. I think we, we had one Honkler one, but it, uh, I can't remember if that was the last one. Holden Mulray, a great quote this week from Bitcoin Magazine. El Salvador is banking the unbanked with Bitcoin. Canada is unbanking the banked. <laughs> Wild times. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, David the Skeptic, God can do far worse to your enemy. Romans twelve nineteen. Dearly beloved, avenge mm. not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Mm. Vengeance is mine. Well, there's okay. vengeance and then there's justice too. You know, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily that's, that's an advocate for, for vengeance, maybe, I suppose. Maybe we're but, not supposed to be the purveyors of justice. Well, but if you're not, then what are you going to do? Lay down and allow injustice to be imposed upon you your entire life? How are you ever supposed to get ahead? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I have a few over on Tippy Stream whenever you're ready. Oh, last one is Tiberius. Um, Russia's invading Ukraine as we speak. I did see a little bit of that. Uh, but is I that happening right now? It. As we speak, yeah. That damn meddling Putin. Is it uh, explosions heard across Ukraine as Vladimir Putin announces a special military operation? So we'll have to wait and see what that means. 
But yeah, it looks like there's uh, pieces are moving right now. We're seeing there's video circulating within the last hour of uh, explosions. Uh, you know, looks like some kind of mortar, fire, bombs. I don't know, but some sort yeah. of explosions going off. Okay. Knuckle Hunky Buck says uh, regarding treating evil well, I've always enjoyed not letting my enemies see me frown. So when people are shitty to me, I always smile and wish them to have a good day. Uh, over time, killing them with kindness can actually make assholes start to treat you well. Yeah, maybe. Um, I suppose for the people who actually are intending to hurt you, that not giving them that satisfaction may be a, a counter strategy. But in, in the in the case of actual crime, like theft, like we're talking about, to me, is the motivation to hurt you or is it to gain a, a, is it a tangible gain that they get in the thing that they stole? Is that the motive? You don't really deny them by, by smiling at them. Thank you for stealing from me because they still get the shit that they stole. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I certainly understand where you're coming from and just people being rude. But when they're committing like serious, legitimate crimes, I just don't know that the, the thinking holds for me, but maybe I'm missing it. Degons says, would you rather have a thought daughter or a gay son? Ugh. What? that's an impossible question we've gotten asked that before do i what um can i just can i just cop out and say i want a healthy child a healthy happy child um no i would um oh boy uh i don't the thing is like if you answer this either way then you get accused of like there's all kinds of accusations that follow from answering this question. That's why that's why it's asked in this way. Um, I'm going to say that I'd I'm going to say that I'd rather have the gay son. Oof. The thought daughter is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And well, anyway, uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says if you get cold cocked, you can still have sex, but you can't finish. But you have to find a woman who's willing to. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He's talking about the guy that froze his dick. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's why it's, you're right, because it's written Finnish, like, the nationality. Okay, if you get cold cocked, you can still have sex, but you just can't finish. I hear, I see what you did there. But you have to find a woman who, that's the call-in show, anything goes. But you have to find a woman who's willing to fuck a black cock. Oh, my Lord. All right. Uh... That's a good closer, I guess. Let's see. Yeah, we're all set. Anything else? Nope. Okay, well, uh, we will call it there. And um, I'll have to check in on what's going on in Ukraine. I have no idea, but that that's breaking right now. And I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll probably be discussing that later in the week. In addition to whatever else happens between now and Sunday, appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight and uh, appreciate the comments from all the chatters and the emailers as well. If you're looking for anything else, more to listen to, anything else show-related, check out the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back on Sunday uh, with a whole bunch more to talk about and uh, have a good week in the meantime. Bye, guys.